Good morning, it is Danger Dan at my remote studio location at the Via Amaria and Tamarindo, Costa Rica. Man, while I was back in Texas scooping up parts, I got to sit down with my good friend Audra Cabal. It's been a while since we've recorded a podcast, and uh, man, I enjoy talking to her. She is stoked about life. Uh, She's got an amazing restaurant called Tiki Loco doing some amazing things in Deep Ellum. Her and her friend Stephanie Sunker are also putting on a campout coming up called the Coyote Call at Yellow Rose Canyon, July 15th through the 17th. You can go to coyotecallcampout.com for more information and to get your tickets. It's a woman's moto campout experience and uh so we got to talk a little bit about i had no idea that uh she had this going on so it was cool we got to to talk about that and then i pretty much just hogged the microphone after that and uh and just told her gave her a recap about the trip she wanted to go on the mezcal moto rally race and uh so i was just wanted to go talk to her and tell her about that experience and figured we might as well record it at the same time, and we did, and I'm glad we did. Uh, Audra, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Can't wait to be back. Um, but let's get into this right now. This hotel I'm at is fucking bitching. I got my own little desk. Uh, the waves are right there. You might be able to see them. There's like, or hear them. You definitely can't see them. Uh, fucking 40 surfboards. Um, speaking of surfing, uh, my buddy, Juan Diego, who's got a surf shop or board shop called Che Boards, put me on a board yesterday and I caught my first wave on a surfboard. I attempted that a couple times when I was down here last. Didn't quite connect on the surfboard. I did connect on the stand-up paddleboard, but yesterday was the first on the surfboard. My wife got to see it. It was fucking amazing. What was even more amazing was just before that, I rolled over to the bike, put a fucking battery in it, and me and Terry and Trace were fucking high-fiving because the bike fired right up. All the problems were gone, and... uh Dude, the thing's back on the road. Me and my wife are going to go for a spin and check some things out now this morning. Oh, dude. Couldn't be more stoked. Uh, I can't thank everybody that helped me prepare for the worst and hope for the best enough, man. The guys over at Grand Teton Harley-Davidson, dude, they went above and beyond uh, sending me parts and tools and diagnosing, going through my numbers. I mean, really, they went... They went way out of their way, and I can't thank them enough. Even Harley-Davidson went through some fucking shit and got me some parts. They're sending more parts down, too, just preventative stuff that I'll be able to pick up uh, in San Jose. So what I ended up doing, I guess I told you guys, was like putting off some of the stuff I was going to do here in Tamarindo and getting the bike to San Jose and working on it there where there's a shop, you know, possibly even letting that guy work on it. Uh, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't completely out of the question. I just, I'm real hesitant to let somebody work on this fucking bike before I cross into South America. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, looks like I don't have to do that now, which is sick as fuck. So that's, that's where we're at here. Um, dude, weather's been beautiful. It's rained every evening. Uh, yeah, it's great. My wife's having a fucking golden time. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I finalized next month's T-shirt art. You should have already gotten this month's or last month's T-shirt now from mcshoptees.com, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. Go to mcshoptees.com. Uh, last month's featured shop was B&B Racing at a Metairie, Louisiana. Those motherfuckers are bad, dude. Uh, they've been building my chopper motor for the past couple of years. We just did that flathead that I have been straight up abusing, dude. Uh, me and Carlos took it out last week, and I <clears throat> I probably went a little hard on it, but I just I didn't want to change gearing because it was like right in this. It probably wasn't in the switch. Probably like could have gone down a tooth or. Anyways, I had the R's going through the fucking roof, but it just kept on fucking going. It's pretty amazing. I wish I was going to be around for the Sons of Speed Race Memorial Day weekend, but I got big plans with my boy Kickstart Mike. We're going on a ride, so uh, that's just where that's at. Uh, but Boston Billy and Jason down at B&B Racing are the reason that that uh, can handle that. And Just stoked to feature them. I'm glad a bunch of people got T-shirts because they don't usually have a bunch of T-shirts. Uh Next month's featured shop, or this month's featured shop, actually, is Mad Pin Cycles out of Orange, Port Orange, Florida. Dude, I first met Nick a couple years ago. He was an invited builder to Bill Dodge's Bling Cycles Invitational at uh, Loretta Lynn's Ranch for the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. And, uh, you know, just been, just been seeing him build badass bikes ever since then, so pretty rad and it's also gonna be a white shirt dude oh guess what you already signed up so you're either getting it or you ain't uh the orders are in shirts should go out soon and uh you don't want to miss next month's i got some rad shops in the works dude i mean fucking rad man uh it's awesome to be able to feature shops that nobody's ever heard of and then shops that fucking everybody's heard of and we got some of those shops everybody's heard of coming up man and pretty awesome just pretty awesome deal go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now dude uh dude what else we got we got some sweet events coming up i'm getting all my shit handled here i'm uh looks like i'm gonna make my way down to panama once my wife leaves on friday got a couple spots to check out and then gonna meet up with my boy rob rouser dude the fucking man the man behind the scenes over at Biltwell keeping all those bikes on the road. And uh, he's got a sweet, super secret surf spot. <clears throat> I'm going to go check him out. Hopefully we'll record a podcast for y'all's listening pleasure. And then I think I'm going to leave the bike with him and then fly home for the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. That is, fuck, let me, let me confirm the dates. That is March 19th through the 22nd. Now, there's a couple days left. They have a few of these fucking sick glamping tents. They're like, you know, they're fucking, they got AC and shit, a bed, super rad, big, nice shower house. Uh, I actually have one of these. I'm going to turn it into a fucking podcast studio. 
but you can have one too. And you only got a couple days left to pre-order. That way you can just fucking roll in on your chopper and then bam, your tent set up and ready to go with a bed and linens and everything. Pretty rad situation. So check that out. Uh, when you're buying your weekend's pass, you can use Danger Dan at checkout and get $15 off, which is pretty awesome. And then whoever rides the furthest and uses the Danger Dan code when you check out, I'm going to give you your money back the weekend of the event. So that's pretty fucking cool. I'll be doing a podcast each day from Loretta Lens, talking to people and uh, letting you know what's going on. So looking forward to that event. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got Born Free in June. Uh, once again, I don't have any notes in front of me. I know it's terrible. Um, July 22nd is the J.P. Rodman Chop Wizard Invitational at the Run to Raton in Raton, New Mexico. All right, Sturgis, dude. Sturgis is a big one. Uh, Saturday, the first Saturday... Uh, flat out Friday, Mama tried to throw in a party at Sasha Cycles, which is a sick-ass shop right there on Main Street in Sturgis. You cannot miss it. Uh, Sunday, we're doing a fucking uh, a chopper show at the Harley-Davidson Footprint in Deadwood. That's right, with Chopper's Magazine and FXR Bazaar, just like we did in Daytona. It's going to be fucking sick. So make sure you're at that. And then... Uh, Monday and Tuesday, Jeremy's going to be doing flat-out Friday races at the uh, the Gypsy Race Ground. Why can't I think of their fucking name again? It's not just the Gypsies, it's the shit. Anyways, flat-out Friday races. We're also going to do a run with Chibrung, dude. Choppers, baggers, whatever you got. I think he's even talking about building the fucking jump. It's going to be good, so do not miss out. Uh, the Sportster Throwdown, like always, is on Tuesday over at the uh, whatever that campground is behind Buffalo Chip. Thanks to Led Sled. He's going to do hill climbs, dude. Yeah, he's going to have fucking chopper hill climbs over there. Do not miss out. Be at fucking Sturge. If you need a place to stay, check out Bulldog Creep Campground. It's a fucking gym. Don't fuck it up because it's rad. But uh, that's happening. That's August. August 26th is the Virginia City Roundup, dude. Chopper's Magazine, FXR Bazaar again. Uh, they've even got invited builders. They're going to have bull riding. There's going to be a full-on fucking rodeo. Choppers and Cowboys taking over this town. It's going to be sick. Uh, August 26th. And then September 10th is... Uh, oh, and also August 26th is the Southern Throwdown in fucking Texas at the Yellow Rose Canyon. Why the fuck do they have to be on the same damn weekend? Uh, but that's just, that is what it is. Dude, the hottest time of the year in August, we're fucking throwing a chopper show in Texas. It's going to be a wet one, dude. I'm sure Oliver's going to have the baddest fucking slip and slide you've ever fucking seen, man. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Uh, and then September 10th is the party at the pen in Boise, Idaho. That's right. Choppers in a penitentiary. Get the fuck out of here. And then you got born free Texas, October 22nd and 23rd at the Yellow Rose Canyon. Dude. Born free Texas. Yellow Rose Canyon. October 22nd and 23rd. If nothing we've ever done in Texas has excited you, maybe this will. Dude, come on. Show up and show out. It's going to be good. All right. uh, Dude, that's, that's enough dates. 
go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Sign up to become a patron. I got a bunch of rad shit going on, and I need some gas money, dude. Five bucks a month ain't much to ask for for a podcast a week. I think that's a fair trade, don't you? Uh, and if that isn't a fair trade, I got a hundred dollar gift card to Low Brown Customs that I get out give out every single month. Uh, I gave out April's last week. I'm going to give out May's at some point, and uh, God knows what other shit I'm going to work up. I've given out. Everything from motorcycles to knives made by Nick. Uh, I gave away a trip to Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. And we're going back in November. So check it out, dude. I had, dude, that, I don't know how many seats are filling up. Once again, there's not a lot. And this trip is going to fill up. It's the stairway to heaven the first two weeks of November. MotorcycleSherpa.com check it out dude it's gonna be so rad uh hopefully i'm gonna be have ridden all the way to the bottom of south america and then fly to fucking Kathmandu and fucking get on a royal infield so wild so wild check it out motorcyclesherpa.com that's not the only trip if that one doesn't work out for you he's got other times and other places and dude it's a fucking trip of a lifetime so check it out dude Okay, uh, let's get into this podcast with Audra Cabal of Tiki Loco, Yellow Rose Canyon, and the Coyote Call Camp Out. Here we go. I think we're good. No, we're golden. We're better than good. Audra, how's it been here in Dallas, Texas? It sounds like it's been pretty fucking dangerous. Um, I mean, <laughs> relatively, you yeah. know, mildly. <laughs> uh-huh. How's, how's Tiki doing? Tiki is actually doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, for, long, for all of 2020 and 2021, it's been very difficult to hire, but... We finally are getting some momentum now. I mean, so that seems to be the case. Everywhere. Everywhere. With oh, everything. Completely. Yeah. It's been. It's and everybody's been, been so nightmare. busy. Have you been busy down there? Like, just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no, no real shortage of business. It's just the fact that we don't have enough people to accommodate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to affect the business. Yeah. You know? Like speed and everything else. So, but did I see that you like brought in some guest cooks the other day? Yes. That is that was like what a great idea. Yeah. So we, I actually we were gonna roll it out in 2020. We were gonna have every month a new like guest chef, and they just take over the whole kitchen of Tiki. We had a whole plan like drawn out and everything, and then the world just fucking exploded Mm -hmm. it did did. (laughs) so um like my world exploded everyone's world exploded like it was crazy um and so we finally got back on track and i was like we just have to make this happen and i have to give some credit to two other people uh kayla who's been pushing me to start doing more with tiki and then i've got um this amazing manager mayan and she has really kind of taken the reins and you know, helped me and give help, I guess, restore a little bit of my confidence and 
doing more with Tiki. Mm-hmm. So, and then between her and the other managers, it's been... That's awesome. Yeah. You've got to have the yeah, right I f- people. I feel like, you know, we have our footing again, That's good. so to speak. So, yeah. yeah, it's been good. Well, I dreamed up an idea like that. You know, one day I'd like to have a fucking sweet restaurant, like... You know, or yeah. at least I have, I always dream about it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and one of them, one of the ideas was to like bring in chefs to do like, you know, sell a night and let somebody come up from, I don't know, wherever, you know, mm-hmm. just bring in people that really care about food, you know, and, and do that. And I think it's yeah. a great idea, especially with what you've got in the niche and there's so many people and you got to be creative when you're dealing with not meat items anyways. Yep. And it's, there's a lot of creative people out there doing it and mm-hmm. for them to go, you know, it's kind of like Al traveling around and going to different places and, you know, sharing that experience, tattooing people in different places. And exactly. It's a great idea. And a lot of like a lot of chefs now, like they're all coming up and they don't have that brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And so it's so nice for them to be able to like, you know, get away from, you know, the food truck or them just doing like pop ups and actually be able to work in a kitchen. It helps them with getting that experience as well. And like what that feels like. Um, so the, tell me about the people that came in recently. Oh man. So, uh, they're called Happy's Vegan. Okay. Uh, is the name of, uh, their food truck and their company. So they got a food truck. They do. Um, and they are based out of San Antonio. They were in Austin for a little bit and then they moved back to San Antonio just recently just because of, you know, the fluctuation of business and restrictions and whatnot. Um, but, uh, we've known Mama-san and Papa-san for a long time now and uh their food is just out of like outrageous it's amazing it looks so fun there's like gold leaf and everything and sparkles and really like you name it they've just they outdo themselves with the with the look of the food what's the name of their food truck uh, it's Happy's. Okay, Happy's. Yeah. Happy's vegan. Yeah. Wow, I would think Austin would be the easiest place to have a food truck because it seems like they're just like, hey, just oh yeah, put a food truck anywhere. But with everything that's happening and COVID and all that, they've got oh yeah, all those restrictions, those kinds and, of restrictions, and like Austin's this probably got those. It yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Mini California. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But they, so you're going to continue on with this. You got some other people to work with? Yes. So we do have a few more people in mind to start bringing in. I'm going to start reaching out a lot more um, and also give the freedom to like my managers to reach out to different people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the more that everybody is excited about this, like I can't be the only one excited to like Absolutely. have this. But even with like mine and Chris and like Rebecca and Cody, those are uh, my management team right now. And the way everything went, like, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So did you, like, all excited. pre-sell spots for that night? Or was it just, like, they're here, come in, and... So we pre-sold, like, to-go stuff. Okay. And then the the rest of it for, like, in-house dining was, you know, just a walk-in yeah. kind of situation. I think for the next one, I would definitely, one, do it on a different day. We had it on a Thursday. So I'd probably take over, like, a Sunday brunch mm-hmm. because it's just going to bring more people to yeah, it more walk up stuff. and it's at first i thought maybe we'd be sacrificing some business for tiki but i in the long run i don't think so i yeah. think it'll be more beneficial absolutely so and it'll be more um i mean it'd be more profitable for them as well because obviously we do like a split for all of it mm-hmm. um depending on whether we're getting the product for them yeah, which or will they get do other it. people excited about coming and exactly and doing it yeah precisely i mean so. i think it's awesome 
Yeah. It really is. Just I'm to change things up. And yeah. Then you can sit back and so see boring. how they use your kitchen. You could probably learn stuff about your kitchen yeah. by seeing other people use it. You For know? sure. Definitely. That's pretty sweet. And it, I mean... It makes it more exciting, yeah. you know, like for the staff. Like I know, I mean, I think everybody knows that I like putting on events <laughs> <laughs> and organizing that kind of stuff. So the fact that I can now do that for Tiki, which I, you know, was very hesitant to do it. Cause I was like, no, this is, you know, just a brick and mortar. And this is like the, Go the, by the standard, business. the standard yeah. ways that things have which run in the past. And... So stupid. I'm like, that's not who I am. You yeah, know? And absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think the way I envisioned it when I started thinking about this was like selling tables, like almost like a, a banquet or a charity night, yeah. you know, or like just, and, and then this, you just get what they serve. You exactly. know, like this guy's coming in, yeah. he's, just sit down. There's mm-hmm. going to be a couple of things, you know. And, yeah. And there is, there is one chef that we're going to bring in um, and he, he's requested it to be more of that. Yeah. That where take. he's just like, mm-hmm. I'm making food. They yeah. can either Eat it or not. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I think that'll be good. I mean, I think the people that like really have maybe even too much pride or a lot of stuff, they're like, no, 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 you don't get to pick what I make. (laughs) Just sit down and it's not going to have meat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. Oh, that's cool. Well, I hope that I get to come and, uh, you know, experience one of of these at some point. Yeah. That's awesome. And the ladies at Cheap Thrills, I've seen, like, mm. I've seen a little bit of action on the internet. Yes. You guys took Lulu out east earlier this year, or was that last year? Or? Last year. So that um, that was actually for Kayla's um, Crits and Glory uh, all-women's event. Okay. So she's got a camp out. Kayla puts that on? Yeah, it's Kayla's On event. the east coast? On the east coast. Well, she's from, like, that area. So she okay. grew up in Maryland and then um, moved to... What's wrong with me? I want to say Kentucky, but am I? Yeah, it's Kentucky. Um, and so she had the first one in Kentucky, and then the the last two she's had in um, West Virginia in Seneca Rocks. And in the beautiful country out oh, there. Oh, it's gorgeous. So the first, the one that I went to the first time was the one in West Virginia and Seneca, and then she decided to have it again the following year, and that's when she was like. I got to bring somebody up here like, like Lulu and have like a performance and tattoos and that kind of thing. And so she did that and I basically just helped. That was it. That's awesome. <laughs> and enjoyed myself. But yeah. And it so was. You, yeah. So you didn't, you didn't, you got to witness somebody else put on an event. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like yeah. it was, I mean, it's something that I've been wanting to do for Throwdown. Like it's been an idea for me to put on like a women's event, like the Friday or Thursday before Throwdown. Leading just, up to it. Yeah, just to bring more chicks yeah. like to Throwdown. Because, I mean, it's mostly guys. And, like, yes, there's a bunch of chicks there. But it's not a lot of, like, women that ride. Mm-hmm. You know? like Yeah, they need a special invite, don't they? I, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I think just more of a reason to no, they do. come, you know? When I mean? think... Like something that's more engaging like, yeah, for them. Yeah. Where they can meet ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea that for almost all events, like if there was something ahead of time to bring the people... Yeah. Like the workers and the, yeah. the bike builders, like together ahead of time so everybody can meet each other. Exactly. Same idea, like, hey, exactly. bring the girls together, let them meet each other, and then experience the weekend, and they've already... Yeah, and you then know, you can build friendships and bonds and that kind of thing, exactly. you know? I mean, we're we're used to putting on pre-parties for all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And even with the tattoo convention that, you know, Oliver puts on, like, what 
what we do for that is we literally bring in all the tattoo artists beforehand and we have like a big dinner and we have like a big photo slide, you know what I mean? Where everybody has to like send me photos of you know their world in tattooing and like whether it's funny oh, or wow. whatever so you present that yeah if- and so we have that during dinner so it's kind of like we like to make things very family oriented you yeah. know because i mean we well those relationships are important you yeah, know and at yeah. the events they're hard to you know it's hard to have time to you know to uh address the, the public and mm-hmm. then also meet the person who's doing the same thing as you next to you exactly. you know and then yeah. you just leave at the end of the event yeah and there's no like there's uh, no real connection yeah yeah i'd like to do that with fandango ooh you know like cuz uh-huh. the hill country's great there's a yeah. like the place that i take everybody to every year uh banker smith uh-huh. it's got an outdoor area it'd be cool to get people to go down ahead of time that are yeah. working and do something there to bring everybody together that's going to be working that See? weekend and meet and exactly. talk and, like, you know, build these relationships with people that are doing the same thing as you. Yeah. That way, when the weekend comes, like, say something happens, like, you can deal with it together. You know, it's not like, uh-huh. who how, who do I tattle on this guy? Like, you can just go over and talk to that guy because you met him. You know, like, yeah. hey, we got a problem. you got guys... Fucking throwing up dirt in front of my boot. What, you know, or. Yeah, and just be real with people. Or see what they're doing in the future, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can help each other out as time goes on. Yeah. So I think that Fredericksburg event, Fandango, is, I think it's a prime candidate to get all those people together ahead of time. I think that's a great idea. And, uh. Yeah, know, because you have. Heaven forbid we go to the Hill Country a little early, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What I a. What a disappointment to do that. But <laughs> well, that's cool, yeah. I think so are you gonna do something like that for Southern Throwdown this year? Um no. Uh I actually um Do we I have a, a date for Southern Throwdown? We do. Um it is the August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Yes, twenty sixth and twenty seventh. August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Yeah. Okay. So um, instead of making it like a whole weekend event, like we tried to do this past one, mm-hmm. which I mean, people have to travel to get to Yellow Rose Canyon. Oh yeah. It's a destination spot, and I think um, obviously people want to be able to like relax on Sunday and then just pack up and and go. Yep. So we shouldn't have anything on Sunday, so that's what we're doing this year. And so it'll just be like our pre party um, slash setup for Friday. And then Saturday will be, like, the true event. Okay, um, awesome. And then Sunday you can just kind of flounder and hang out and then peace out. So Sweet. Yeah. Um, but possibly next year maybe I'll do a little, of a, a little more of a push for it. Uh, I actually had a random opportunity. I'm going to call it an opportunity. Um, I like these. Yeah. So Thomas from Law Tigers, um, we've kind of built a, a good... Uh, rapport and a friendship and he had mentioned that there was this girl that wanted to put on a women's event and he had suggested to her to check out yellow rose canyon and so he he kept trying to get her and i to like talk for i think like a month and a half or something and then we finally talked and during those conversations uh we realized like fuck it we'll just put it on together uh and so now we're putting on a women's event called the coyote call camp out so nice. Yeah, When's this? July fifteenth. Oh wow! So it'll be an all women's uh, moto camp out at Yellow Rose Canyon. Yeah, Yellow Rose Canyon. Well, yeah. that'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm excited. That's cool. I wanted to turn into not just motorcycles, but just like all kinds of trades. You know, mm-hmm. like I would like to 
have workshops eventually or something of that nature, but I don't know. We're in the beginning. How have the yoga retreats been going? Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those are just like kind of, we, I wanted to fill some of the time and I've been trying to get back into to yoga a bit. And I know some really amazing people that are instructors or like, you know, do retreats and have, you know, a lot of experience in it. And I mean, Yellow Rose Canyon yeah, is great spot. fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when we had Hellbent come out, you did yoga with her. Oh, yeah. At the throwdown. So um, we're going to. Glad gonna... I still haven't seen any of those pictures surface. <laughs> I have some. You want oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I'll send them your way. Please do. Yeah, what's her name? uh, Jenny. Jenny, okay. Yeah, Jenny Parton. She just came out with a book, actually. Really? Yeah, she did. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, she was in Raton, too, right? Yes, yeah. Doing, like, fucking Mm -hmm. energy work. Yeah, energy work, and I think just teaching, like, bikers how to stretch properly, like, on, like, you know, rest stops. You know, mm-hmm. like getting gas, like do a little stretch. Quit, oh, I do it. When I start falling asleep, <laughs> I just get up and stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only do one stretch, touch my toes, but that works. I mean, it fucking works. A little goes a long way. I think just putting my head upside down. Yeah. Wakes me up. Yeah. I'm pretty good at falling asleep on my motorcycle, which is just <laughs> insane. It's really insane. I mean, it's happened to me on occasion, but it's not a regular thing. But you definitely ride way more than I do. Yeah, yeah. I get real comfortable. The yeah. last time I was like, you know, I've been going fast all day long. And mm-hmm. it's usually about the two to four, two to five window during the day if I'm yeah. riding all day where it's just hot and the sun. And, you know, I've been mm-hmm. passing every car I come up to. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up and I'm on the shoulder behind a Volkswagen. Who's like going really slow and trying to get out of the way to let me go around him. And I'm just following him at like 40 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh shit. Wake up. Get out of here. <laughs> so at least I know I'm, I'm, I might be sleeping. Like part of my brain is sleeping, but part of my brain is like is paying attention to you. what's yeah. in front of me. I didn't go around him. I just went at his speed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I stopped and stretched after that. Man, where was that? That you was... Yeah, I do remember. It was south of Oaxaca. Oh shit! Yeah, headed to the headed to the border. Yeah. So that was after the run, then. After the run. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time we talked before that, they had come up with a space, and I reached out, and I was like, "Audra, oh you man, know, they got a spot." You know this, and I oh. didn't realize. You know, they reached out to me a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't tell me how many people, or maybe they did. Maybe yeah. maybe they told me stuff, but yeah. I didn't. I, I just assumed that they were, you know, anybody could join that wanted to join. And yeah. then, and then you told me they're like, oh, they filled up, and I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder what that even means, you know? Well, because uh, I heard about it, like Kayla and I heard about it from Rob from Motostuka. Okay, and that's how we, you know, heard about it, and then we tried to like get on it, and then pff, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they filled up within like hours mm-hmm. of releasing it. You yeah. know, like, they, well, they got a bunch of submissions. So they took submissions. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of like. Pick and shoot. Yeah. Pick and They wanted people that had experience mm-hmm. or, you know, which. <clears throat> well, because it's a race. It was a race. Yeah. It it's was like a, a race. competition. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. So, and I didn't know. I didn't know any of these people except for Rob. And I've yeah. ridden with Rob. And Rob being in a race, I'm like, this isn't really a race. You yeah. Know, like, <laughs> 
you know, nothing against Rob. I love Rob yeah, to death, but yeah. like, but I didn't know the other people. I mean, none of them are really, I guess, in the biker scene. They're not going to events that we go to. Yeah. They don't own or work for any businesses in motorcycling. Really? Uh, so, you know, I didn't know any yeah, of them. Yeah, none of them. So a week before the event, I get to sit down with Nick, who owns a company called Clay's Imports in Austin. Okay. And he imports tiles and pottery and, you know, just stuff from Mexico. He's got a couple warehouses down there and brings it up, sells it to the people of Austin. Cool. Which I'm sure he does fucking great. Yeah. Because there's so much beautiful shit in Mexico. For and, sure. Uh, if he's got a system to bring it up. Anyways, him and a guy named Brian put put the uh, came up with the idea of, originally it started out as they wanted to race from Austin to Oaxaca. Nonstop. Yeah. If you pull it up on Google Maps, it says 24 hours. So they're like, we're just going to go. Just gun it. <laughs> see who can get there first. Which I was like, damn, that would be awesome. But yeah. you're blowing by a bunch of shit, you know. So then they broke it down. And even mm-hmm. then, like, so the, yeah, it was a rally race. Mm-hmm. So each day you had 12, they gave you 12 challenges mm-hmm. of things to do to gain points. So, so just being the first one there. It got you some points, but not enough if you were to complete all the challenges. So yeah. they weren't trying to get us to like see who can ride there the fastest. Really, what they were trying to do is see who could experience Mexico wow. the most. Hell yeah. Which was awesome. Uh, which when he told me about all this, I'm like, I'm even more excited than, you know, I mean, I was already excited. But yeah, the idea, well, it didn't really go well for me. No? Uh, no. Not even... Well, I mean, it went great for me, but like, as far as like gaining points and like competing uh-huh. in the rally race, no, I was like from the get go, I just did terrible. Is it I because mean, you're a talker and you just lost track of time and weren't on it? Or not what? even, no. Oh. So I, I got the, the challenge points. I guess it's maybe because I'm not a reader is what it was. Uh, so I, I reached out to Nick, you know, yeah. Nick's my man, dude. I'm like, Hey Nick, I'm going to send you the challenges when I get them. Maybe you can help me, like, figure out what to do. Like, yeah. go to, do these because it'll take – you can do that efficiently instead of if you do this, you know, whatever. Just look at them. While I can get on the bike, you can kind of help me figure out yeah. what's the best way to accumulate points. And uh, we get this booklet. It's like a passport, and it's writ- set up like a diary. Mm-hmm. So the first day it has, like, you know, kind of like a diary thing about what you're going to do that day. You know, leave the it's capital. Like yeah. Ah. So like, I'm going to leave the capital. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to cross the border, blah, blah. And I'm reading it at like 6.30 in Friday morning. You mm-hmm. know, sun's not up right there at the capital. And I just take pictures of all that and I send it to him. Like, mm-hmm. I just assume the challenges are in this first entry. Yeah. So I get, I leave there. I get through Austin, San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And my bike's in limp mode. Oh. My brand new motorcycle because yeah. I put tires on it and didn't flash it. So when I left the Capitol, my first thing was like go to a dealership mm-hmm. and figure, you know, just get them to run it through the computer. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I get like an hour from the dealership and I haven't heard anything from Nick. And I'm like. Weird. Hey, Nick, what's up, dude? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm like, what were the challenges? And he was like, I, I don't know. Are they in that? So then I go back and I'm reading it and I'm like. Because when I read it the first time, I thought maybe it was like a, a riddle. Yeah. Like the challenges were in there. Like yeah. one thing it said, you know, it'd be, it'd be shitty to run out of gas the first day of the trip. 
And I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, I might do that already, but I'm not going to try to run it out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I thought they were riddles. And yeah. he's like, man, I can't figure it out if that's what it is. And I'm like, shit. And then mm-hmm. I turn one more page and then there's like the list of challenges. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And I'd already passed like the first six. Oh, shit. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah. today is not going to be the day. You know, yeah. I got to go to a dealership. The first two people, they get points, but... Mm -hmm. I already had like some things I wanted to do in Monterey and, you know, the border crossing. Anyway, so I go to the dealership. They flash me. It doesn't do anything. Uh, And I didn't, you know, they wanted to help. They were like, we need to do this. We need to do that. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a fucking race, dude. Yeah, exactly. I got from my house to here. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. So then I do the border thing and... You know, they had, a, they had a route set up to cross the border at a certain spot. They had mm-hmm. the support van with some knowledgeable people to, like, make sure you got your passport stamp, make sure you got your vehicle imported. Wow. You know, just to make sure nobody got into Mexico Yeah. without the right paperwork because, yeah. you know, then you might have to, you could lose your bike. I mean, yeah, you're, you know, exactly, like, yeah. They say lots of things. I yeah. just imagine just give them a 20 and be fine. But yeah. Since they're organizing, and that was the thing, like That's, they're taking a lot of responsibility by saying, "Yeah, we're racing across international borders." Yeah, the first no prize. Shit. Oh, we'll get to the first prize. Yeah, let's 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 hear the second day. Oh, what, what's I, going on here? <laughs> oh, so the the border crossing they had it set up like away from the border crossing I went to. But it was closer to where I was at, and I'm like, I'm not going to go all the way over there. To yeah, so yeah. I went through Nuevo Laredo, right where some fucking people bombed the U.S. consulate a couple weeks before. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, now I'm like, all right, well, I might as well find that building, you know, while I'm here. <laughs> You're like, I'm experiencing Mexico yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it, it didn't go well for me because I just kind of got on my own journey. It was just like, and, you know, the, the challenges were probably geared more towards people that are not as adventurous as me where I'm going to, I'm going to cause was, my own yeah. challenges. Like yeah. just me being me, mm-hmm. there's, I'm going to face challenges, like challenges that can't be. Yeah. That most people wouldn't get themselves into. <laughs> exactly. And it, and that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm anyways, I got all my paperwork done. Everything's good. I got my vehicle. I did the vehicle import thing online, mm-hmm. which is new. I oh. guess since COVID you can like, you still got to go there. It to... Yeah, you can pre-register a temporary oh. import rent. But when you leave to cancel it, you still have to be there in person. You can't cancel. You gotta cancel it at the border so they know that You're they not. can see the bike leave. Yeah. So I got the paperwork done, and and then I take off, and uh, oh yeah, I went to Monterey. Mm-hmm. Now there's this beautiful neighbor. Have you been to Monterey? I've not. No. Oh my god. The only place I've been in Mexico is Juarez. That's, That's it. it. That's the only yeah. It's oh as my far as I've gone. gosh, that is like. A no, bad yeah. representation. I know it is. Yeah, it's so insane <laughs> that there's places like that we got to visit that are so close, mm-hmm. yet the most people won't and probably. Yeah, they're. Too I don't want to say they go. shouldn't. Well, you know. Well, not everybody should well, do everything. I think that they should be afraid to go. It's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. Like there's. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, so Monterey, there was this, you know, I looked up things, beautiful things to see in Monterey, mm-hmm. you know, like, because last time we went on the choppers, we just, we rode through and I was stoked, you know, like, yeah. that was cool. I'm glad we made it through. I didn't want to have to stop for gas in Monterey and get like. you and Al and Nick and, right? Me, Al, yeah. Nick, and my buddy Gary and Meese from Ohio. Yeah. And uh, 
So, but this time I was like, I'm not just riding through. Like, I want to see, like, there's this fucking neighborhood on the side of this mountain. There were like all these fucking colorful houses, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to go, I got to go over there. Yeah. So I did. I went over there and then I found a, a place to get something to drink. I had this Topo Chico. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it, but Topo Chico, there's three levels of fizziness. So what? there's like one that doesn't have much fizz that you don't see very often. Yeah. And then there's the kind that they sell to America. Yeah. And then there's the but. only available in Mexico kind. And you know, Topo Chico is bottled in Monterey. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. So I got this <clears throat> and the bottles like, you know, the, it was thick as fuck because yeah. it's got extra carbonation. Anyways, I drink that and uh, <clears throat> I, don't I know talked how to this girl. Really? No. <laughs> oh, I love it. And the extra fizzy one, I was stoked. Yeah. But so this, the only girl that was riding, named mm-hmm. Amanda, she, she works a lot in Mexico and spent time down there. She was telling, I told her about where I went because I ran into her right before I got to Monterey. Mm-hmm. And there's a toll road that goes around Monterey and then you can go directly into Monterey. And uh-huh. once I read the thing, it said, don't go directly into Monterey. Take the toll road around. <laughs> once again, I'm like creating like, my yeah. own challenges. <laughs> Uh, but I asked her, I'm like, hey, you want to go? Like, we're right here. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I want to go see this place. You want to go with me? She's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I go. And I talk to her later on and tell her where I went. She's like, oh, really? That's the most dangerous neighborhood in Monterey. I'm like. <laughs> You're like, cool. <laughs> of course, I would go there not knowing that. Yeah. Uh, but it seemed fine to me. You yeah. know, like, it was beautiful. I you know, like, it. the the. It's amazing. Like how dirty some of those places are in mm-hmm. Mexico, and then you go to a place like that, and it's like they're fucking sweep, they're hand sweeping the streets. Fuck. You know, like it's just fucking beautiful. The roads are, I mean, some of the roads down there they're older in America. Yeah. You know, like they're literally mm-hmm. like just old, and they have a lot of pride. Like the little restaurant I ate at was super fucking nice, and wow, in this little bit, and like they're all one way streets. I mean, that mm-hmm. shit's old as fuck down there. So I did that. Then I tried to ride like this dirt road I found on the map from Monterey to Saltillo where we were staying that night. Yeah. And it doesn't go all the way through. So I, then I turned around and came back. And I had to go into another state. I had to go past this checkpoint. But I didn't realize it was another state. I just oh. thought it was a crazy... Like I thought I was going into like... It looked like I was going into a military facility. The way oh, they had this shit. gate up. Yeah. But it was just a different state in Mexico. Yeah. And I can't remember... What state it was. Yeah, but it was just south or just west of Mont... Just right at... I mean, damn near in the city. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went down that road and it was so sick. These crazy rock structures, like oh, white walls of fucking ripple rocks. and Damn. It was so fucking cool. So then I realized, like, not only was it a new state, it was like a park. Like a, or like a national park kind of thing. If, yeah, if that's what they call that in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. So sure. there's a bunch of people, tourists, Mexican people taking photos, and, and it was mm. beautiful. And uh, But I did, that road didn't go through, so then I came back. I was the last one to Saltillo. Wow. You know, I'm like, everybody everybody was already drunk by the time <laughs> I pulled up at sunset. They're like, where have you been? We've been worried. Or, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. You're like, I made it. We thought you were going to be here first. And I'm like. What? Well, I definitely wasn't trying to be your first. Yeah. Uh, but well, it was made, cool. But you made it by sunset, though. Oh, yeah. No, I did exactly I mean, that, what I wanted to do. That was not seems, right at night. I mean, what, what's that first spout? Isn't it like 500, 600 miles or something like that? 
I mean, you turned it into like 700, it sounds I did, like. Yeah, but... I did a little bit more. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it was a good haul. Yeah. I mean, I was like, my honestly, when I first got there, yeah. when I saw Rob's bike, I was like, fuck yeah, Rob made it. <laughs> I mean, not only did he make it, he beat me. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And I was stoked, you know, because last time, me, Rob was going to go with us on the last trip. Oh. And his bike broke down at the border. Oh, shit. So, okay. you know, he's been pretty stoked about this. Yeah. But that was the first night I got this, like, meet the people mm-hmm. that were riding, the other racers. Because yeah. I didn't meet, I didn't go to any of the meet, you know, they had a bunch of stuff ahead of time. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. Because didn't they have, like, a specific mechanic that you had to take your bike to? No, they, they just had a, just or... a, no, just a sponsor was like, hey. Oh, they were just, like, offering. Yeah. Oh, okay. For the racers, like, come here, Got let it. us just, you know, Check if you're concerned about your bike before you cross the border, come here cool. and we'll look yeah. it over. Oh, yeah, it wasn't mandatory or anything. It was just, yeah. you know, they just found somebody that was willing to help in case anybody was concerned, which, Man, once again, awesome. they, they did a lot Yeah. that you probably should do if you're going to say, we're racing across international borders. Yeah. And uh, But yeah. that morning, everybody showed up, we're eating coffee and tacos, and then we leave. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see, I didn't see anybody else except for Amanda until that night. So then I got to hang out and talk and meet everybody. And like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was every, that was probably one of my favorite things about the event mm-hmm. is everybody dispersing each morning, going on their own fucking adventure Whoa. and then coming back at night yeah. and, you know, it's like once I, and I didn't realize it until I left the group. And then when I'd land for the night, I can't talk to anybody. There's nobody speaks English, you know? So, like, uh-huh. having a group of like-minded individuals that went on a similar mm-hmm. ride and adventure each day and then getting to talk about what happened to everybody because everybody had wild fucking stories riding yeah. through Mexico, uh, that was really cool. Like, that was Man. that was really awesome. And so did everybody split up, like, equally? Or was there anybody, like, riding together? So there together, was a or? group of three dudes. Uh-huh. Um... That did it together the whole yeah. time. They were like they called them the slow Antonios. Because they're all from so they were all from San Antonio. Got and they it. were one of them was on a fucking big wheel bagger. Like the what? only other Harley like or there's two other Harleys, but they were this bagger, I mean he had like a you know, thirty nine inch front wheel. Like the bikes you th- see that you don't think go anywhere. Yeah. He did the whole fucking thing. Because it's off road a lot of it, no? Like it's no, like no, gravel? No. No. That no? was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you and Rob, because I saw Rob on some well, crazy ass. Yeah, roads. Rob did yeah. did that on the way back. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's like cobblestone roads, you know. Well, like, yeah, but yeah. But for big wheel back, I mean, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah I mean, people sure. say those bikes can't work, yeah. or I mean, yeah. the dude did it. Yeah. So there was that group of three. Okay. And then you know there was a couple guys that would like start off together uh, or. You know, but mm-hmm. pretty much everybody, I feel like, but most, I mean, they were all on the same trail. Like mm-hmm. the, the mat, the, the way it was laid out was like, Hey, you know, take this route, do this. Like some of the challenges were take the Libre, which is the, not like the, it's the free road, not oh. the toll road. Cause there's toll roads that run all through Mexico Yeah, where you're like bypassing all the cities. They're nicer. The traffic flows. Yeah. And then like the challenge was don't take. I think one of them the first day was take the Libre from Monterey to Saltillo, mm-hmm. which that's what we did last time. Mm-hmm. So after I 
my dirt road didn't work. I was closer to the toll road. So I didn't even, so you know, like, yeah. even a challenge that intrigued me, I didn't even do because, yeah. like, I already, I've already done enough challenges today. <laughs> I just want to get there before the sun goes down. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so then I find out mm-hmm. that Saltillo in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. had, like, this bonding, like, 30 years ago where they decided that they were going to be sister cities. Really? And each have a holiday for each other. And to this day, Saltillo in July uh-huh. celebrates Austin, Texas. What? And we met the ambassadors of this program. They came to the party that night, along with like this motorcycle club that showed up and cooked us tacos and shit. What? And the mariachi band was there. I'm yeah. like, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. Tons of tequila and tacos. And then we got to meet these people that, you know, they put on a... Uh, the city shuts down and quits working to celebrate Austin once a year. To that? this day. Now, I don't know that Austin still does that. Yeah. You no, know, Austin might have like... Yeah. Maybe a portion of Austin. Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've never heard of that. Granted, mm. I haven't lived in Austin in like years. But Neither have I. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a program that's been around for a long time. And these Damn. people were kind of old, but they're, they were the ambassadors that would... You know, and they, they were so excited to have us there. Yeah. To enjoy salt. Like... That was really cool. Just seeing that how stoked they were that we came from America and mm-hmm. we're spending money and having fun in Saltillo. Yeah. So that made it, you know, there's little things like that along this whole trip that they curated mm-hmm. that were, you know, it was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, they really thought it out. They did. It wasn't just like thrown together. No, well, and you know, they had fucking two years yeah, on top true. of the original planning. Yeah, true. You know, so yeah. I think they went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then the next morning we wake up, I think I'm the first one out of there and I just start going the wrong way right out of the gate. Cause I have my <laughs> GPS hooked up. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, everybody's party pretty hard. I mean, I even party pretty hard the first yeah. night. So everybody's a little slow, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I know how to fix this hangover and that's get in the wind. Yeah. So I leave like as the sun's coming up and make a couple wrong turns. I didn't have like a GPS on my bike. Mm-hmm. I was just running it off my phone and into my ears. Oh, I see. Which works great in America when all the roads Makes I can sense. I can spell when I hear them. Uh huh. You know, like take yeah. a ride on Elm Street. Like I can I can go from my ear to seeing that. Yeah. But when the, my Google thing says a Mexican word, a Spanish yeah. word, and then uh-huh. I try and find the sign, I'm like. I don't know what that word is. It's got to be pretty fucking obvious. Like, there's got to uh-huh. be like a Jose in there. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, like. <laughs> Sanchez. Yeah. yeah, there's got to be something like. Free, but, and then it wouldn't even match up. You know, like my thing would say something and then, you know, just like in America, sometimes the road signs are. Not the same. It just says Highway yeah. 20 instead of like. The name of George that. Bush Turnpike, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind Shit. of a little bit tough, but. Once again, the bike's in limp mode. <clears throat> and one of the challenges of this day was go to Real de Catorce. And that's the place we went last year where you go through that fucking mining tunnel where Rob came on the oh, way back and you take that yeah. road out the back. And it's just like, oh, an excuse like, all right, I'm going to knock out a challenge today. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get some points. So I went there and it was, you know, that place is, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's a back way in that uh, if I, we almost went on it and... I decided not to for some reason. Oh, because I talked to some guys that were like, I don't know. If we would have gone on it on the choppers, yeah, I would have gone off. My Me or my motorcycle and I would have gone off the mountain 100%. Really? It was steep as fuck. 
rocks. You know, it was a cobblestone or like a cobble brick tile road. Yeah. And so it's just very narrow. And it was only one lane. Oh, and fuck. it's steep as fuck. And yeah. my brakes didn't work when I got to Rio de Catorce on the chopper last time. Gotcha. So if we would have done it, it would have just been... Yeah. It wouldn't have been good. So and, so, and you were riding... What were you riding this time? The Pan American. That's right. The Pan American. Yeah, the new bike. Right, yeah. So the brakes worked. Yeah. They worked really yeah, good. you've got great tires on there. And, uh, well, I think so. The bike doesn't. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Okay, we'll get into it's, that. We will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The bike's in limp mode, coming to run out because uh-huh. of the tires that I put on there. Uh, yeah. They're like not computing with the computer. Wow. But yeah, so that was that day. Go through Real de Catorce. I crossed mm-hmm. the Tropic of Tropic of Cancer. Yeah. You know, like which is that's pretty fucking far down there. I remember yeah. when I saw that, I was like, whoa. You know, like Fuck. The, the equator's next. Yeah. You know? So that was cool. And then I went to a dealership in San Luis Potosi. And this day I like totally went way off the, you know. The path. The path. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, you know, I wanted to go to that dealership. I wanted to take the back road. I was looking for peyote, you know. Mm-hmm. Once again, the challenges just took a back seat to my, uh-huh. my own challenges. And then we get to San. Okay. So one of the challenges was find the best tacos in San Miguel de Dende. Okay. You have fucking got to go to this place. San Miguel. Okay. And they like, <clears throat> it was, it's probably my favorite city in Mexico right now. Wow. And so we get, they get there. They're yeah. fucking there way ahead of time. Like they're, I can see, we got a group text going. They're all like, try, you know, go to this place. We're here. We're there. Yeah. I show up and I go to the first like restaurant that has motorcycles in front of it. And it's just like this rooftop bar overlooking this I had no idea I had I mean I was just getting to the city so I hadn't been in it and this thing like overlooked this giant fucking beautiful city as the sun was setting like on this fucking oh that's the photo you sent yeah I'm sure right yeah it's like you had like a drink and like a taco or something yeah that place okay oh my god I was just like and so I made it there I found the best tacos you know I got that challenge fucking whipped yeah. And then there was some lady selling some shit. I bought Katie some rings. And then <clears throat> and then I went and met him at this hotel. Now, the hotel was like, you know, old part of town. Once mm-hmm. again, brick roads, one-way roads. And I'm going off my GPS after about, like, fucking six margaritas. You know, like, and there's <laughs> oh, no. no sign, you know. No. Like, I'm like, oh, man. And uh, finally, this big, like, 30-foot gate opens up. And then it's just, I can see inside this courtyard, motorcycles, a grill going, uh-huh. bathing suits and a pool, yeah. trees. And I'm like, oh my God, pull up in there. And it was like the fucking sickest courtyard ever. And then surrounding it was all like covered parking places next to these bitching hotel rooms. Like Damn. our hotel room was like, I mean, it was about as big as this. And part of it was another courtyard. Uh-huh. In in between me and Rob's room that had a garage door up above to where you could close off the outside air. Really? Which I left open and then it rained all in there oh, while shit. I was out at the bar. Yeah. But the place was fucking sick. It was so yeah. sick. And then we go so then, you know, we I, I just get stripped down to my underwear and get in the pool immediately. And uh <clears throat> once again everybody's like 
already been drinking for a while. Uh-huh. I'm the last one to show up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're all asking where I was, where, what was I doing? Why was I at a dealership? What happened? You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, once again, <clears throat> catching up with people that speak English that were on a journey, exactly. you know, the same adventure. And, you know, it was fucking cool. So that night they wanted to go to this bar uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. So when I was at the taco joint looking like this giant cathedral was like, you know, just like all these old Mexican towns. They got a big Catholic, like beautiful cathedral. Yeah. So a couple blocks away from there, we go to this bar. They're arm wrestling. They're like having an arm wrestling competitions. And if you lose, uh-huh. the winner gets to pick out the loser's tattoo. What? Yeah. So there's a girl doing tattoos in the bar. Right. And everybody's getting like random tattoos if they lose at the arm wrestling. That's fucking cool. I know. I, I would did, play that. I did not play. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. I don't even pick out my own tattoos. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, no. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was cool and there was like a taco stand out front. Yeah. Anyways, we hung out for a while. That's when Amanda told me that uh, I went to the most dangerous place in Monterey. I was like, oh. Oh. Sweet. And yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was beautiful. And the topo was great. And then everybody left. Like, I went outside to, like, just take it in. I'm, like, looking at the streets. And, mm-hmm. God, it was just beautiful. It's like being back in time. Because everything that you can see besides the cars and the people yeah. is just old as fuck. So my cab, I took a cab over there by myself. Mm-hmm. And he said that city was 450 years old. Damn. And uh, anyways, I'm standing outside debating on whether I'm going to have tacos now or later. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this mariachi band playing. So I just start walking down the street. And then I come around this turn. And then there's that giant cathedral that I'd seen from the balcony. Yeah. I didn't realize that we were so close to it. And then I take some pictures of that. And I'm like, fuck. And then I see this like 12-piece mariachi band with a, a kid playing a harp. Yeah. Like a... I've yeah, never seen a fucking, fucking harp, harp on the street. They were yeah. all dressed up. The fucking stand-up bass, the guitars, the cellos, the horns. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And they're just... And it's like midnight. How do you leave that place? Well, <laughs> it sounds, I was on a mission. Yeah, I know. We it's were racing, you know? amazing. But I could... Fuck. I mean, I, that's one of the few places in Mexico where I'm like, I got to take my wife here. You know, like, mm-hmm. she has got to see this. My kids have got to see this. Yeah. You know, just hanging out and listening to that band play and... You know, they were hustling up money on the street, just like any street performer. That's so wild. And and then it started raining. Mm-hmm. So then everybody from the street came in underneath the covered sidewalk mm-hmm. and was singing along. I was just like, oh my God. Where Where is everybody else? They're hanging out in that little bitty fucking bar getting shitty tattoos. Yeah, like, come exactly. On. Yeah. So then I come go walk. back to get them and they're, everybody's all gone. So uh, anyways, I had those tacos mm-hmm. finally and then went back and... I think I got back at like 2 o'clock, 1.32. Everybody was asleep except for Nick. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then I finally got to like really sit down and have a good conversation with Nick. And he was like, you know, that was the second night. And he was kind of like pretty relieved because, you know, he imports a lot of stuff across the border. Yeah. <clears throat> His numbers guy says one out of every 11 vehicles gets fucking hijacked. Yeah. So he was like, man, we just made it in with 15 bikes a chase fan, you know, like this is great. Yeah. But he was starting to stress because the next day was the longest day. Yeah. And right through Mexico city. Well, once again, it said, don't go through Mexico city. Take the toll road around. Yeah. That's not what I went right into that motherfucker. But you know, getting to talk to him and like, see how much, I mean, he was concerned and he wasn't, 
he was nervous, you know? Like, of course, yeah. He's like, he feels fuck. responsible he, for 15, well, more than 15. Yeah. How many people with There was the, 15 bi- people on bikes. And then with 13 the, racers and then the van with like a now people, a tattoo yeah. artist. Oh. Is another thing is Wait, they picked up that chick from the bar? So <laughs> at the bar. I mean fucking Nick, A. <laughs> That's awesome. Nick goes, Hey Dan, mm-hmm. will you give her a ride to Oaxaca tomorrow on your bike? Yeah. And I think that Nick's like, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, I got you, Nick. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So whatever, yeah, I'll give her a ride. Yeah. And then that morning you know, and then we 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 have our bro down, you know, and we're like you know, talking about shit we couldn't talk about on the microphone when I first met him. Of course. And, you know, it was good. You yeah. know, like I really enjoyed that late night conversation. Mm-hmm. Next morning I wake up and I'm like, ride a bitch on the back of my bike? No. Yeah. What? Wait a second. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, uh, if there's room for her to put stuff in the van and me to put stuff in the van, she is going in the van too. You're exactly. like, I hate to be the guy backing out, Nick, but yeah. I'm not doing it. That's my wife's seat anyway. It's like, I don't even mm-hmm. know how to, she's not going to be stoked. Yeah. So then she was mad at me the rest of the time. And what? every time I saw her, she's just like, just it. giving you shit. Not dangerous Dan anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. I'm like, hey, woman, keep it, keep it, keep it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all in fun, but I think her feelings really were hurt because she was. Probably excited to not sit in the van. I mean, I see, exactly. I understand. She probably wanted to be on a bike. She was yeah. excited that somebody was going to take her on a motorcycle ride. Yeah. And she agreed to do this. Probably that was one of the reasons. Well, one of yeah. the, so then I find out that that was one of the challenges was take oh. somebody. I didn't put it all together. Even though I yeah. knew that that was a challenge. When Nick came at me, he didn't say, hey, you want to get some yeah. challenge points. He was he like, just, hey, Dan, I need, will you take this girl for a ride? Yeah. Right? A favor. You know. If she would have asked, I would have just said no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, he approached it exactly how he should have to put me in a position. Like, that was was a good move on his part. Yeah. Uh, But it got me. Yeah. And I just backed out. So now I'm the guy that called crawfish. Wow. But the next day was pretty big. It was like over 600 miles through, Mm -hmm. you know, the most popular fucking city in North America, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Mexico City was. Yeah. But so it was Sunday, and I was like, if there is ever a time for me to ride through Mexico City, it's a Sunday, right? Yeah. So that's what I did. I went straight through the fucking heart of that motherfucker. And and I didn't, once again, I don't have a GPS, right? Yeah. So I got the things in my ears. And there's highways upon highways that go through highways and other highways. And oh, total, my God. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I wish I had a tracker on. Or a compass. Because I was, well, no. Like, because I made it through from yeah. where I went in and I got gas here and then I came out where I was supposed to come out. Oh. But I was also like, as soon as there was traffic, I would just go on to another highway. You know, like I was mm-hmm. just going wherever it was. Sometimes my GPS would tell me to do something that I could decipher and I would yeah. do it. But I feel like if this is Mexico City, I just did this. You just zigzagged all the way through. <laughs> and then popped out where I was supposed to. <laughs> so I wish I would have had a tracker to see exactly. Because yeah. I didn't go like... There was an easy route where I could have gone straight in. Yeah. And then tongue, hung a left. And then I'd have been where I ended up. Yeah. But I did a bunch of turning. Like left, right. Like highway. Like I'm telling you, the highways <laughs> are like stacked on top of each other. At one point, there was like three of them next to each other. Oh my god. And you could god. exit from one highway to the next. And then you're still just... Going next to that highway for, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's, it's like Jersey's HOV lane like toll that. roads yeah, that are yeah, like yeah. all. Okay. 
and then everything's in Spanish. You know, yeah. it was awesome. And mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of, I got to ride with a bunch of bikers. I just individually, I would see somebody and I'd yeah, roll just, up next to them and spook them. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, that uh, was probably where. So that, did, so you didn't stop anywhere though in Mexico City. No. No, you just fucking blew through. Got it. Well, well, yeah. You zigzagged through. I, I made it through. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I stopped to get gas before I went into the city, and yeah. then I stopped to get gas outside the city. Got it. Got it. And because uh, that's actually, I mean, there's a couple places in Mexico City that I I want to go to. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. There's like, a lot of places. Yeah, I like mean, there's a ton of spots that I've so looked up. Fucking clean. It was like <clears throat> it was mind-boggling. Like I kept just thinking, well, I must be like in the night. Like it'll change. And literally yeah. for an hour, it was like... Just beautiful. Yeah, like the <laughs> fucking buildings were clean. I don't know. You've been through cities where you just see like age on them. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of that. But it the was, buildings were older or newer? Both. Oh, uh, I mean, so there's like a mixture. Just, just everything. everything, yeah. yeah. In that city, there was like cr- weird architecture, art pieces in the highway, you know? like Yeah. It was fucking cool. Huh. Like, I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. You know, just got to go see what the biggest city looks like in the, what is it, the Western Hemisphere? I don't know. It's a big city. Yeah. It's a huge city. So I made it out of there and then I, uh, stopped and get gas and I like, you know, I make a couple phone calls cause I'm like, oh my God, you know, like you will not believe what I just did. I can't even yeah. believe it. You know, like. <laughs> Call my wife. I call my buddy Greg. I'm like, dude, I just went through Mexico, fucking. City. I mean, I was yeah. amped, yeah, and stoked. Especially when I got out of there and I got to look at my phone, yeah, and see that I was right where I was supposed to be. You know, Fuck. to go to the next place, and uh, so that was cool. And then one of the challenges that day was go to a place called Orizaba. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about this place, but I don't know. I'm like, if Real de Catorce was one of the, you know out-of-the-way places to go to get points. I'm like, I got to go to see whatever Orizaba is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get back on the highway, or get back on the toll road, and I get maybe 10 miles down the road, and then the traffic starts building up. You know, I start yeah. splitting fucking lanes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I get closer to where it stopped, and I start seeing cars trying to do U-turns. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. You know, like if cars are trying to... To get back. To get back. And then I see one of the racers come back. Like coming. Yeah. Going, cut, splitting lanes at me. Oh, fuck. On my side of the, you know, on the, yeah. going the wrong way. And he's like, dude, it's fucking crazy up there. A bunch of mass dudes with machetes have drug trash and tires out on both sides of the highway and lit it all on fire. Oh, Some fuck. kind of fucking protest, you know, where yeah. they're like, shut the fucking highways down. Whoa. So I'm like. As much as I want to go see that, you know, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, it's so we're on it. a toll road. Like you, you pay your toll. You can't really get off. They have gas stations there, so we went back to a gas station. Mm-hmm. And I got this guy in the back to like open up a gate for us. Mm-hmm. And he was like asking me all these questions. There was like five of them, like trying to not let us go. And I'm yeah. like, man, we can do this the easy way or the <laughs> hard way. Yeah. So there was one of the racers behind me, mm-hmm. and I was like, he'll give you a hundred dollars. If you open up that gate for us. Mm-hmm. He didn't hear me say that. No, of course not. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But he thought I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I finally convinced him to let us open, you know, open the yeah. gate. And then we took off through these farmer's fields and then got back onto the highway. Now, at this point, now the highway is just open. Uh-huh. And we fucking set sail. 
his bike wasn't in lit mode, so he just leaves me. Mm-hmm. He was on. He was one of the faster guys on the BMW that was, you know, he was yeah. on it. It was yeah. cool. It was cool to see some of those dudes like, yeah, we're racing. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wasn't sure what kind of people we we're gonna be riding with, but yeah, that's another thing. When we left, they're the, competitive. <laughs> yeah, when we left the capital uh-huh. all together, I was like, all right, so are we gonna stop for stoplights? Like, you know, like trying to feel out, like yeah, like are we. You know, are we following the rules? Are, are we, we racing? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, how serious is everybody taking this? So I just yeah. kind of roll with the flow. Uh-huh. The first guy stops at the stoplight. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. We stop at a couple more, and then somebody just comes in and tries to pull a wheelie and pass everybody. I'm like, sick! And we okay. just fucking take off, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that was cool. So then me and him get back on the highway. And then there was the split off to go to Orizaba or to go to Oaxaca. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Oaxaca. I go to Orizaba. And it, dude, it was a fucking crazy, just mountain toll road, <clears throat> big winding turns, and there's nobody on it. It was sick. I mean, I'm just like taking Fuck. all the lanes, just like enjoying. Yeah. I got see a, you know, you've seen those pullouts, yeah, for, for truckers the, for, yeah, for where the, the brakes don't work. Mm-hmm. I saw a truck that had to use those. It Fuck. had like gone up there and exploded, and the locals had like torn <sighs> down the side of the 18 wheeler and were like pulling all the shit out of the 18-wheeler. Holy shit. Yeah, there was like a trail of dirt bikes coming up the side of the road and then a trail going down with like toilet paper or yeah, whatever they had stolen out of the, the truck. <laughs> I don't know if they were, you know, maybe they were hauling it to a, the next 18-wheeler to take off with yeah, it, but it didn't look like that. I think they were they were scavenging, yeah. So then I get to this city, Orizaba, and it was fucking wild. Once again, super old, uh-huh. smelt of flowers like... I mean, overwhelming flowers. Yeah. And I'm riding around trying to find a place to stop and eat. And uh, and, and, I, and I always go to like the courthouse or city center. I always follow signs to the city. Centro Historico is normally what they say in Mexico, mm-hmm. which is Central like the Historical. oldest place in the city, which yeah. is what I want to see. Yeah. And then I get my way to this, once again, giant cathedral. And then I want a bridge. And I look down and there's this giant fucking playground underneath the ground or something like what? like the road i mean you're just in this city uh-huh and then the road i was on just turns into a, a like i come out you know there's buildings everywhere you know yeah. it's all one way and then i go past these buildings and it's kind of like just a bridge a bridge with a whole nother level of the city that's all a fucking giant playground beneath me whoa it's like dude this is fucking cool so then i try and find a place to park somewhere around there and yeah I end up parking next to a giant warehouse where they make bouquets. Bouquets. Yeah. So there was just like 10,000 square foot of all these different cut flowers. Damn. And there's a little taco joint inside this building. So I eat there and then I walk around and just like smelling flower. I was like this. Talk about stopping to smell the fucking roses. Yeah, no shit. It was freaking awesome. So that was cool. But then I was like. You know, once this is the longest day. It was supposed yeah. to be a 10-hour ride. I yeah. took a two-hour detour. So I got two more hours. Yeah. So supposedly 14, 14 hours. hours. Yeah. But I think maybe cutting through Mexico City. I don't know. I didn't look at time or anything or mileage. Well, it, it might have helped the fact that you, like, went through the fields, right? And you got off that toll, and then you were able to just That helped. Up, that right? helped. Yeah. That helped. Uh, so when I was coming back, I didn't want to, I didn't know if that, protest was going to stop me going the toll road back so i took the freeway out of this orizaba yeah and adra 
they will never build roads like this road ever again. Like the technology just will not allow it. What? Because it was just so windy and twisty and like oh, off cambered. Like, got you know, it. like now when they build a road, they can like look at it from above and be like, and know how we're going to gonna go this way yeah. efficiently. Not, you know, there was like, I remember at one point I could see like just turns. Yeah. And then it would turn and then the road would be like straight up like a full 90 degree t- I don't I mean it was insane so like the, no trucks the image that comes to mind is Tail of the Dragon not even close no no holy no, no, shit no, like, Tail of the Dragon <laughs> is like built well well yeah but it's this still is, I mean this is a nice the pavement the concrete's nice but yeah. it's like the angles are all off cambered on cambered not like you know most of the time flow. most well yeah, it's more like a racetrack. You know, racetracks are built to kind of throw racers off. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you, instead of a turn keeping the same geometry, mm-hmm. it'll go and then get tighter. Yeah. That's how this road was. It was like, you're on one angle and then it gets tighter or yeah. and then it gets looser and it was fucking nuts. Then I come around this one big 180 that's like, I, I mean, I could have laid my bike up against it, it seemed like, and it wouldn't have... Still wouldn't have been straight. It, would, like, well, it yeah. wouldn't have been laying down. Like yeah. it would have been like, I don't know. It was fucking nuts. But so yeah. I make this turn and then I look up and the road, I swear for like a hundred yards was just straight up into the fucking clouds. Oh my God. It was so nuts. And there's nobody else out there on this road. And I'm like, I hope to God somebody else rode this road, you know? Yeah. Because, or nobody's coming the other direction on it, but well, it's a one way. Well, then... Yeah, no, that that brings me to my next point. Okay. Then I do get up around. I go fucking into the clouds, yeah. which it wasn't the clouds, but I get to the yeah. top and I'm making a turn around. In this blind turn, come around. There's a truck passing another fucking truck. And, oh my god! You know, I'm like, this on this it. road, this dude, like, come on. <laughs> There's a lot of that in Mexico. Like the, the the the, you know, they take a lot more chances. Life isn't quite as valuable, I right? Mean, you know, yeah. they just. Uh-huh. Uh, I respect that, though. I love it. Yeah. I fucking like, love it. People but it are do, too serious. It does freak you the fuck out when yeah. you're on your bike and there's two trucks coming at you. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you know, you're blown away by the road by itself. Now there's the yeah. roads covered Obstacles. with fucking trucks, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they don't want to hit you. You know, they try not to yeah. be like, yeah. they're going to take chances, but they're also going to, you know, do everything they can to correct them. But that road, yeah. I was so glad that that I took it because it's one of those roads like literally nobody's going to be like they're just not going to do that anymore I'm like how many people know about that road like outside of I don't know that area I have no fucking could clue. you find it on a map I know exactly where it's I'm at I'm like because I would love I know exactly I would love to take and it was road. a pain in the dick to get to because you know once you leave Orizaba it's kind of a bigger city so then you got all the suburbs mm-hmm. so going through the fucking you know there's just speed bumps everywhere fucking mules and slow cars and I'm just passing everything and jumping speed bumps and being a real asshole like, mm. like I was like the American yeah that they're like those fucking yeah black bike flames I mean mm-hmm. I hope I looked as intimidating as I think I did just uh, probably <laughs> I mean the fact that well we'll probably get there but you made it all the way down to Costa Rica yeah I imagine that that was the vibe well you know I was on I was racing yeah. okay oh, you know yeah. and I'm taking a detour that's like <laughs> Oh my gosh, these guys are just getting off of work. They're all drinking beers in their truck, just cruising through town. Mm-hmm. And you know, in those trucks, they got to slow. These speed bumps in Mexico, 
Yeah. They're not like the speed bumps in the parking lot here. They're like a fucking hump. Like you will break your shit in yeah. a car if you hit it faster than fucking five miles an hour. But they have splits in them, right? Is that how you got around them? No. You just went fucking right over I got a bitch? fucking adventure bike I with suspension. Yes. I'm jumping these motherfuckers. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but that mm-hmm. road was sick, and it, but it took a lot to get to, you know, you, it would, uh, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. But like there was a lot of, I would imagine most people, I guess what I'm getting at is would take that toll road Yeah. because it was, the toll road was sweet, yeah. it, it was like just, to, I mean, you're still going through the same mountains, but it's built at a later date and time and it's designed for big trucks to go fast, Yeah. which is really awesome on a bike because you can go really fast. Yeah. But this road was, it was something else, something else. So get out of there and then, you know, I'm going to Oaxaca and this is when it like turns to fucking desert. Like now I'm getting into like these crazy fucking mountains and I'm on this toll road that's like on the spine of these mountains and there's just like, it's fucking, the whole day I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, every time I ride to a new place in Mexico now, I'm Uh like, Oh my, this is right here. (laughs) I was at my house three days ago and now I'm in like a foreign fucking country. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I start seeing dirt roads and I'm like, Oh, you gotta take it. (laughs) Gotta take it. So I go down a one and there's nothing but like giant Joshua trees. It's like sand, gravel mix. I mean, it's a fucking desert. Yeah. With crazy cool cactuses. And some of them are starting to bloom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I take this dirt road. And I'm like, oh, I need to take a fucking picture. And I get off my bike. And it almost falls over because the kickstand in the sand. Mm-hmm. And then I, I see to my right and there's like this tree with like something hanging from it. And then there's like a... A bucket in the center that looks like maybe the center table and then pieces of wood where people have been sitting. Oh. And I'm like, where I'm at right now, like, there's no farming. Yeah. There's like, no, like... Who was here? I didn't want to find out. Yeah. So I got the fuck back on my bike and was like, dirt roads in Mexico. You know, like, I, I yeah. know this, but it, the, I could see so much from this road. Mm-hmm. There was nothing out there. Yeah. Well... That you could tell. That yeah. you you could really see. I mean, yeah. Because it was all cactus. I mean, there was like mm-hmm. no fucking structures. There's no trees. It's just... But, you also but when I saw that, houses. I was like, oh, I'm going to get back on the road. Yeah. And as soon as I get back on the road, maybe two miles from there, fucking cops all lit up. You know, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. They could be, you know, like, that, they could be going to some... Some dude rode off the road or some shit. Yeah. You know, like, was, yeah. There could have been looking for me or... So then I stayed on the road from there on out. But then I talked. So one other guy went to Orizaba. Uh huh. It's the guy that ended up winning the whole race. Okay. He went down one of these dirt roads mm-hmm. and found met the people that you weren't supposed to meet. And they fucking. He was like taking pictures of the Joshua trees and his bike. You yeah. Know? And the next thing you know, three dudes walk up out of the bushes. Yeah, out of and, nowhere. And because like, you can't <clears throat> really see what's happening. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh shit. You know, he goes to get back on his bike quick. One mm-hmm. of them gets in front of the bike. One of them grabs his helmet out of his hands and they start yelling at him. And he's mm-hmm. like, tranquilo, tranquilo. And they're like wanting to know what he's taking pictures of. Yeah. And he's using like a film camera. Yeah. So he can't even like show them. Yeah, exactly what's on he's there. He's like, it's just the tree. Like you an know? disposable camera? 
No, like he's like, a photographer. Oh, like a photographer. Like a, oh okay. You know, but there's like no a, screen on there. Yeah, yeah, it's just an old camera, I guess. Gotcha. And uh, they don't really believe him. You know, of course. they're getting aggressive. Uh-huh. And he said there there was three of them: two being aggressive, and then one old guy. Mm-hmm. And the old guy kind of like talks the guys out of it, like, "Hey, yeah. let's let this motherfucker go." He, yeah. He does look like the hippity dippity type. This probably was taking pictures of this fucking tree here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So finally, they like they chilled out and let him go, Damn. and that's how he got reminded that you don't just go down dirt roads in Mexico. No. You know, like especially get off your bike and yeah, you know, and just start snapping photos. Was, and and you know, I don't even know that I had communicated what had happened to me, but you know, they tell me that, and I'm like, oh, so that that little spot that I saw there, like you yeah. know. Just because it looks desert, they could be, who knows? Yeah, anywhere. It could be just roads that they're using to move shit around. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that area was fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Oaxaca, this is the last night I show up once again. Oh, no, I wasn't last. But did, sh- did it, take you, it didn't take you the 14 hours, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I show up right before dark. Fuck, okay. And everybody was had already eaten dinner. Yeah. Everybody was doing... I went out and just... Honestly, that was probably the least welcoming night when I showed up late. No, Because we parked our bikes in a different place than where mm-hmm. we stayed. So nobody was there. Gotcha. And I'm like fucking just burnt. I mean, yeah. three days. That day was big. Mm-hmm. A bunch of highs. And now I'm just like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. Like... Bed. Fuck, I don't even see any familiar faces, you know, like, uh-huh. fuck, then I go try and walk and find something to eat, and the place is busy as fuck. The first couple places were like, put a mask on, wait over there. Really? And I'm like, oh, this is this is not what I, I just want some fucking tacos, you know? Yeah. So finally I found a place, and sure enough, the guy thinks I'm fucking American, and... Uh-huh. And brings me out a steak and potatoes and corn or something. Oh, I'm like, you're like, fuck. You know, and he acted like it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like a Mexican steak platter. But no, it was like a fake American dish yeah. in Mexico. I'm like, he thought he was being cool and sweet. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> so I, you know, I ate it. I said thanks. Yeah. And, and then he brought me out like a, a local Oaxaca drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of like uh, passion fruit. Yeah. In Mezcal. It was fucking amazing. Oh, it was nice. so fucking good. So I had a couple of those and then I find everybody and they're at the, the, the hotel that we're actually staying at on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and they were having like a a Mezcal like, like tasting or something? Yeah, there was a tasting. Okay. So there was yeah. a guy up there like telling people about the process and the different things. And I walk in just loud, just like yeah. fucking <laughs> And then I realized that they're all, like, nobody is even saying hello. They're all, like, I guess they'd already been told to be quiet multiple times. So now they're all being quiet and then looking at me funny because I'm excited to see them. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah. a, it was just like, yeah. this isn't how I wanted to end this motherfucking race. You know, no. like, we were all stoked the past two nights. But I'm like, well, maybe they all had a rough day, too. But then I kind of realized what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, we fucking drink some drinks. This mm-hmm. is the last night. There was, like... A couple of crazy challenges, like bring something to make drinks with. So there was like some crazy juice we were pouring in the mezcal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what else was there? 
I don't know, drink all the fucking drinks there. Anyways, finally, <laughs> Nick Nick realizes what's going on, and he makes the guy, like, finish his presentation. Like, all right, yeah, hey, dude. this is enough. We're fucking, we got some other things to do over here. Yeah. And the party starts, you know. Now, yeah. now we're like, now we're starting Catching to groove. Up. And I'm like, where's Rob at? It's fucking dark out. Yeah. And everybody's like. Oh, and I'm like, shit. I didn't see his bike down there. And they're like, no, no, he's not here. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is the longest day. Uh-huh. You know, like the last stretch where, we're, where I'm riding on those mountaintops I was talking about, that was a, like fucking 70, 80 miles fuck. where there's nothing. Yeah. Like, n- there's, there was a couple of buildings. Mm-hmm. That's it. And there was just, and that's before you even get to like civilization again. Yeah. So Amanda had seen him at like two o'clock, like yeah, six hours away, four or six hours in in normal people riding time, yeah, which is a lot more for Rob time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck. And then it gets to the point where like, fuck, he should have been here. Now it's yeah. like ten o'clock, no Rob, no answer, no nothing, no fucking nothing. Holy shit! And I'm like, we're all drunk. Yeah. And I'm like. All right, we got to get a car. Like, we got to, you know, we don't need to ride our bikes to go find him. But I'm not, mm-hmm. I can't just sit here. Yeah, and just wait. This yeah. is, okay, this is why I was going to cancel Rob on the first trip. Because he couldn't ride at the pace we wanted to ride at. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, just tell me where you're going. And I'll just meet him. And I'll meet you. I'm like, I'm not going to hang out and wonder if you went off a cliff or got picked up by the cartel. Like, I just, yeah, you're either going to roll with us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then his bike broke down before I had to break that news to him. Yeah. So it worked out. Yeah. But this is why. So now we're all just like, now freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, did his bike break down? Did something happen? Is he, did he just, did it get dark and he couldn't see and was just like, fuck it. I'm staying on the side of the road. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So go downstairs with this guy, Manuel. He's one of the racers. He speaks good English. Mm -hmm. And Amanda, you know, everybody started kind of like acting like they wanted to do something. Yeah. Me and Manuel are down there and I'm like, I need a car, you know, talking to the guy at the hotel. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, Manuel, tell him we got fucking American dollars and we need a vehicle. Yeah. We, I'll pay a driver. Like yeah. we got to go fucking find this guy. Yeah. Cause the chase van, I talked to Billy, the guy running the chase van. I'm like, Hey, we need to borrow your truck. And he's like, okay, let me go talk to a guy. And he just disappears. <gasps> he's what like, the fuck? Because he's smart. He's like, no, yeah. you're not he's taking like, you're not my taking, fucking yeah. van yeah. out in the middle of Oaxaca and then at 10 it gets o'clock stolen. at night. You're yeah. all already fucking drunk. You know, yeah. like, no, he yeah. made the right move. It's true. Oh, it's true. He's a, he's a wise old man. Yes. There's a reason he was there. Yes. To keep shit like that from happening. So anyways, we're down there talking to the guy. And he's like, he makes some calls. And then all of a sudden this car pulls up. And the three slow Antonio guys, yeah. they roll down and they get chickens. Out of this car. Because one of the challenges was bringing chickens to the fucking party. Get the fuck out. So they're like taking chickens. And I'm like, dude, if they're willing to get chickens, yeah. let's pay them. We'll fucking, they can go. So now now we got this, now we got it worked out. Yeah. They drop all the chickens and now we're going to take this car. Or this mm-hmm. lady's going to drive. Or this guy, whoever it was, is going to yeah. take us to go find Rob. I'm like, sick. You know, like, all right, now we got to get our shit together. What do we need to mm-hmm. go do a rescue mission? Mm-hmm. And then fucking... Here comes Rob, tooling down the street. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, because I had no idea what we were fixing to get into. Yeah. You know, like, 
Did he, what path is he, you know? Yeah, anything. Anything could have fucking happened. So then he was like, oh man, I was channeling my inner danger, Dan. (laughs) I got off track. Next thing you know, I'm in a fucking parade just waving at people. I'm like, oh, he was like, what would Dan do? Yeah. He would fucking have fun at the parade. And I'm like. (laughs) Well, you rubbed off on him in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Shit. I I stayed by Rob's side that whole night. We fucking walked Mm -hmm. around. Now, Oaxaca, once again, another beautiful old town. Yeah. And we stayed out late this night. And, uh, but there was a lot of graffiti. Mm-hmm. A lot. I guess there's a lot of political tension down there right now. It was yeah. a lot of politically based graffiti. I mean, nice fucking. Once again, these nice old buildings, and they got just yeah. really cool artwork on them. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like tag your name. Like it yeah. was like uh, very uh, emotionally and politically driven pieces of art. Wow. And a lot of it was like plastered on, like big. Oh, like, like we paste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That and you know hand drawings and. Uh-huh. And it was really crazy, like how the streets are lit up when there's no, like, no two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nobody's out there, and there's trees and these old streets and these buildings. It's like really ominous. Like when I look at the pictures, it's almost like it's, I don't know, it feels like it's in a enclosure or like yeah. there's like a, like it's a movie set, you know, yeah. like it's not yeah, even. Yeah. Like, that's not real life. Uh-huh. And it felt like that walking down these streets. Like, you were... Whoa. The sky was so dark mm-hmm. that it was almost like that's a ceiling. And we're like, maybe that's the mezcal talk. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it was so wild being down there. Well, there's not... I mean, is there a lot of, like, normal, like, natural city light? Not like a normal city, right? There's just not as much. Well, all the build- None of the buildings have light. It was yeah. just, like, these street lights. Yeah, so that... Yeah, for sure. And then these buildings, and everything shuts up at night. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I don't know. Maybe we were in a weird part of town, too. Nah. Because uh, we got down to where this, the cathedral was, mm-hmm. and that was lit up. And there was people on the street there. But then a couple blocks over. That town was different. It didn't have, like, the nightlife that I would have expected. The same, that like not like San Miguel did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a strange one. But, you know, everybody made it there. We all, mm-hmm. everybody made it. They did like this award presentation. Oh, and they gave away awards each night, right? Oh. So like each day they tally up points. And uh, the first award was like a fucking, I don't know, Mexican blanket or something. Okay. The second night was a fucking weed plant. Oh. Like a fucking. Like a straight up just. In the pot plant, a growing plant of weed. Okay. The, the third night was a fucking peyote Cactus. What? Yeah. <laughs> and How they, are you guys getting this across the border? <laughs> they got it home. I saw a text. Yeah. The fucking shit made it back to Austin. Damn. And the guy who won is named Sebastian. He's from San Francisco. Okay. From California. I yeah. think it was San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the challenges was write a song and sing it for everybody. He mm-hmm. fucking sang a song for everybody. His fucking girlfriend flew in and met him there. Oh, like in Oaxaca? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, stayed the last night with us. So once we got to Oaxaca, everybody, except for me, stayed for a couple of days. Mm. They did like tours of this fucking Mezcal facility and, yeah, you know, they got off their bikes yeah. for a couple of days. I didn't, I didn't, I just fucking. You just 
powered Fucking through. Kept going. So what was your next stop after so, Oaxaca then? You know this restaurant thing I was telling you about. Like uh-huh. that's that's a real thing that yeah. I've been toying with. And like a motorcycle shop, bar, restaurant, mm-hmm. something. You know, like a fucking sweet facility out on the west side. Almost like a stroker's, except for the danger zone. Oh, And nice. it's the the thing's growing momentum. And I'm yeah. like, shit, you know, now that this is all possible. Yeah. Uh, my wife worked for a guy named Terry Chandler when okay. I first met her. At a place called Fred's, Texas. Beer and burger joint in Fort Worth. Gotcha. In that place, the people that worked there, the patrons, the fucking, everything about it was... I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be, I want it to have that feeling, you know, like where everybody's fucking happy. The employees are stoked to work there. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like everybody that works there has been there for a long time. It's like, you know, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I wanted to go talk to Terry because now he lives in Costa Rica. Oh. So about two weeks before the race, Uh I'm like, as this idea is kind of gaining momentum, I'm like. I need to go talk to Terry, you know? Yeah. So that was it. That was the mission. But I wasn't sure if I, my, if I, you know, the bike was even going to make it. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. tell my wife how I was going. I didn't tell many people. It was like, hey, I think I'm going to do this. Well, it came time, you know, I'm in Oaxaca. It's like, yeah. took me three days and I'm almost halfway to Costa Rica. Fuck it. Yeah. Just keep going. So, yeah, I went to go talk to Terry. And that next day... Riding through Oaxaca, oh my gosh. Once again, there's just like crazy desert, windy roads, fucking giant fields of this agave. Uh-huh. And then they're burning it, making mezcal, like all over the fucking whole state. There's yeah. just places making mezcal. You can stop. You can get mezcal. Damn. You can fill up your bottle. You can buy bottles. What? I stopped and bought a bunch of fucking mezcal. Like, yeah. Filled up my bags with glass bottles. <laughs> I got some agave. I got like this chili pepper. They had a this stuff called pulque. Uh-huh. They don't sell it, but it's like it's like this thick. It's like the beginning of the mezcal when it first starts fermenting. Okay, it's like a thicker drink, and then they had like is cocoa, it like a little polka. syrupy or yeah, real yeah. syrupy. Okay, they, and I had this like chocolate pulque that was like. Oh my god! Fuck! I didn't even know what it was. My buddy just explained this to me last night when I was mm-hmm. drinking, and uh, yeah, so I did that through Oaxaca, mm-hmm. and I got this uh, this this spice, and we used it a bunch of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even look at it, and one of the guys was like reading the back of it, and he was like, "Oh, Magaya, it's fucking maggots and chili pepper." What? Crushed <laughs> together, and then on the I mean. <laughs> On the front of it, there's a picture of chili peppers and maggots. Like, yeah, I just didn't. You didn't put it together. It's no, it's just, great no. stuff though. We were putting on the mangoes and the pineapple and the and eggs. It's tasty. It's great. Huh. So I got maggots there. Cool. Which we ate, and uh, you know, and then I got to the fucking right to the border. I mean, that was my goal. The next day was to go from Oaxaca to the border of Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And that was the day I fell asleep. I was fucking smoked, and I'm by myself. Yeah. Uh, after that, I did find a spot to stop and get a beer on the river, mm-hmm. get wet, do some stretching. Yeah. But when I got to the border, I, I really, I started getting intimidated because well, I, I mean, Guatemala, that's, that is a place I would be fearful to go into if there was ever a place. That was one of the easier places. But yeah, really? it was, uh, yeah, cause it's, well, 
I looked into this just a little bit. Yeah. And I decided like two weeks, like I should go to Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, and everything I looked up at Central America at the time was like, there are fucking people coming for America because we just like lifted our border restrictions. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, Mexico is holding the people out. Yeah. Because they didn't want them to come through Mexico and then get stuck at the American border and be stuck in Mexico. Yeah. Well, now that America is now supposedly going to let these motherfuckers in. Mm Mm-hmm. They're letting them through. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to my buddy Rob Rouser, and uh, he lives in Panama, works for Biltwell, flies back and forth. He's ridden his bike. He's driven the truck down there. Uh-huh. He had a lot of good information. And one of the things was like, you know, there's two crossings down there. He's uh-huh. like, don't go to this one, go to this one. Yeah. And I look up on the internet. The one he told me not to go to is like the busiest border crossing on Mexico's southern border, uh-huh. which is that's probably pretty busy, right? Yeah. Well, the border crossing you told me to go to ended up being fucking shut down for trucks only. And I had to go to the oh, busiest shit. motherfucker on the southern border. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't bad at all. No? It was fucking... There was nobody there. I mean, there was, there was people there. There was a lot of people. Actually, I saw more people going south. Really? Like, trying I mean, to go from Mexico to Guatemala on foot. And they had them in a different area. If you're okay. driving across, you get a little bit treated differently. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> there was one building that had everything. You go in there, you get your passport stamp, you get your vehicle import permit. Uh-huh. And, uh, or you get all that taken care of in Mexico. You get clocked out of Mexico. Yeah. Then you go over to Guatemala. And then there's like the fucking fumigation booth that I've heard about, you know. I have not heard about this. Okay, so... So, in, like, is this a COVID thing? Or no. No, this is just a normal... No. What I find is now that COVID's a thing is they don't even really use the fumigation thing. Really, it's kind of like a... I don't know if it's a scam, but they say it's a fumigation thing to kill any bugs that might be on your vehicle. You know, you oh. pay a guy. Never once did I get... Well, Nicaragua, I got sprayed. But he just did it with, like, a little garden like a little sprayer. thing, yeah. yeah. But there's these big boosts with, like... It's like a car wash except for it's just got mr nozzles everywhere yeah yeah but they didn't use it there uh well they didn't use it on me Mm -hmm. because another guy he was he had to he had to fucking leave guatemala go back into mexico come back through the exit of mexico Mm -hmm. and then go to that fumigation deal i just rode right through it yeah but i didn't have I, I didn't prepare for this at all. I didn't have the copies of anything. I had to, so now I had to leave my bike at the border mm-hmm. and walk into Mexico because I was able to get my passport stamped. Yeah. But I couldn't get my vehicle import permit without having copies of my passport, my driver's license, uh, the title, the yeah. registration. Damn. So I have to leave my bike in what they call no man's land where you're not in mexico and you're not in guatemala it's just there yeah so i made friends with the guys with the guns yeah you know i'm like i saw them looking at my bike i'm like hey guys what's up you know like i'll take your pictures with the bike i'm like all right now i gotta go watch it keep your eye on this motherfucker (laughs) and then i take off into guatemala like looking for a fucking copy machine Mm -hmm. luckily you know people have to do this a lot so there's a copy machine close but it doesn't say like copy machine out front it was like a jewelry store or some shit you know whoa so how did you know then just asking people yeah copy yeah you know like I'm, yeah, I copy. yeah. <laughs> damn uh and i found that and i got that squared away and i go back in the the vehicle permit office 
and it takes probably two and a half hours. Mm. And then I'm fixing to get everything done. And then he needs another copy of something. Mm-hmm. And then he needs like 33 Guatemalan things. Yeah. And I'm like, I got fucking American money. He's like, no. So I'm like, okay, fuck. So where do you exchange then? So I leave. Once again, my bike's just over there now. Yeah. The fucking guys with the guns are gone. It's just there. And so I go back to the copy place and I ask them where I can get some money. Mm-hmm. I get my copy. They point me across the street. Well, I go across the street. And there's these, there's this building at the, you know, it's like a long block of buildings that are all kind of connected. And at the end, there's one building that's like a car wash mm-hmm. where it's got two bay doors on either side, except for it's not a car wash, just two giant bay doors that you could drive through. And there's a desk and some like furniture like that you would chill at. Yeah. And two ladies in there. Uh, and I'm like, and there's no, I mean, it's just wide open. I'm like, that's not where the money's at. No, it can't so be. So I yeah. just keep going. There's and I'm, a- Walk There's no safe. All There's the way nothing. down the block, I find a bank. He's like, No, you can't get money here. There's a guy with a gun there. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. So I go back and I'm like, It's got, they said it was right here. Yeah. So I go in there and ask those ladies and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> and this lady sits down at a fucking like school, like, a, like an office desk. Yeah. With just open air. Yeah. No. You could have driven a truck in this motherfucker and ran over both these ladies <laughs> and the desk. And she just fucking opens up a drawer and pulls out a fucking giant stack of money. I give her like a hundred bucks American. She pulls out a giant stack of American money. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, apparently this is a safe place. You well, know, like, someone's looking after them. I mean, yeah. there was, there's people with guns at a lot yeah. of these businesses. Yeah. Not this one. Mm. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Somebody's looking. I don't Some, know who, but they they be, they are a part of something they, that I think they, they don't just, need. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that. I was Holy like, no shit. way. <laughs> you know, nothing against ladies, but just the facility itself yeah. to house that kind of money. Yeah, and then to have like these two sweet ladies. You know, yeah. like one of them maybe forties, fifties, and the girl I'm dealing with fucking twenties with all this money, and I'm like sick you know so i get the money i go yeah. back over there i i get my shit they give me a sticker and i'm like i'm fucking there in guatemala <laughs> and uh that so that was a real relieving to go through a border crossing mm-hmm. not having anything i needed mm-hmm. knowing that i needed shit and i was just like i'll just figure it out when i get there yeah so you know so up until this point were you able to get by with just American money, or did you exchange some money? Oh, I exchanged money. You did. I actually, I exchanged money before I, I got, fuck, a couple thousand pesos before I went down there. Yeah. Mainly because there's toll roads at first. Oh, yeah, and just quick, yeah. And just to get, so when you cross the border into Mexico, mm-hmm. get fucking past it. Like, get into Mexico and don't stop. Yeah. Like, go. Get on the fucking toll road and get away from the border. Yeah. Because that's... The sketchiest part. That's where the bombs go off. You know, yeah. that's where I was at. You know, like, yeah. Well, away. especially the one you went through. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, like it's not like if there's somebody desperate looking for help, they're coming to America. You know, yeah. there's ways to make money off people at the border. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's just uh, it's just that's the worst place to be. Yeah. So I got money ahead of time. That way, I could just yeah get in there, pay the toll booths. Because they won't give you the right. They'll, if they they'll they'll take American money the whole time, mm-hmm. but they won't give you a great exchange rate. You know. Of course, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I had mm-hmm. 
I used pesos as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And then now I got to get Guatemalan money. But they, you know what's funny is they wouldn't exchange Guatemalan money. They wanted, or they wouldn't take my pesos. They didn't want my pesos. They wanted my American money. Oh. Which. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of typical when you go to other countries. Well, you think right at the border of Mexico. Yeah. I mean, I bet they do. I think that there's when they saw a me, they were like, they yeah, were like, like no, this guy's American got money. fucking American money. Yeah, for they sure. prefer that for sure. But Guatemala was nuts. And I've been to Guatemala before like 20 years ago as a kid. Oh. I remember like getting into Guatemala. I sent my dad a text. I'm like, I cannot fucking believe you sent me here with a church group when I was 14 years old, dude. Like, this place is fucking nuts. But you flew in there? Yeah, we flew it. We didn't drive to yeah. Guatemala. We flew really? to Antigua. Really? With a church group? Yeah. Wow. I was it like a mission kind bunch of thing? Of weed. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was a mission. Yeah. That was when I learned that yeah. mission trips are just white people from churches going out and pushing shit that these people don't even need. It's like no, a, a reason for them to go to places and like mm-hmm. try and help people that don't even like they don't even what I learned in Guatemala years ago is that you can be happy with next to nothing. You can have mm-hmm. dirt floors and you know, yeah, all your water comes in Fanta bottles and yeah. you're okay with that. And people are not just okay. They're fucking genuinely happy with mm-hmm. the way they're living. Uh, that was pretty eye-opening. Yeah. So Guatemala, the traffic is fucked, you know, like from the border. And I was trying to go, th- at this point, I wanted to go through two borders that day mm-hmm. to stay on my pace, to get down to Costa Rica in three more days. Yeah. And after that first border crossing, you know, it took me like three hours. I'm like, this might not. yeah, maybe I'm not crossing the border. And uh, anyways, my bike fucking, I have a little shifter linkage that breaks off or a bolt comes loose Mm -hmm. right at a motorcycle shop and a cake shop luck come on fucking luck come on you and oliver are the only two people break down a motorcycle shop and a fucking cake shop yeah so i fixed my bike i didn't even need anything from the motorcycle shop Mm -hmm. had a piece of cake yeah and i kept going (laughs) it's like no way Uh, so i'm in guatemala i drink a lot of guatemalan coffee so I find this fucking sweet, I mean, fucking sweet, like, outdoor cabana, fucking coffee house, like, restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I just had a smoothie. I didn't even get any coffee. What? Yeah, when I saw the smoothies, I was like, oh, that's what I'm having. Yeah. So I had a smoothie and a Topo Chico. Uh. And it kept going. So then I'm, like, getting close to the border. And I didn't, I wasn't seeing. So I was thinking I wanted to go to Antigua. Yeah. In Santiago, like some places I wanted to go to, but after the traffic and, you know, I'm like splitting lanes, riding down the shoulders, just following other people on bikes and four wheelers. And it was fucking hectic. Like some of the most hectic traffic. It was the most hectic traffic I'd ridden in on this trip. Yeah. Like all through Mexico was sane compared to what was happening in Mexico. Yeah. And, uh. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll get another place at the border. And then next thing you know, I pull into the border crossing. Like, and the sun's still up. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. This is when the border crossing started getting interesting. So, you know, there's always a line of 18-wheelers that go around the 18-wheelers. Mm-hmm. And I start seeing people with these blue shirts, like, yelling at me and chasing me down. Like, one dude... 
fucking like just popped out of the side of an 18 wheeler another dude pops out in front of me yeah and i'm just like going around him like, yeah what the You're like fuck? what is this shit pull up to the 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 office that says immigration yeah and uh and they're all like, oh, you need help. You need help. I want to help you. I want to help you. Some dude's like oh, showing his ID. Like uh-huh. they're official people. Bartering, trying to get. They're uh-huh. trying. To, and I'm like, all right, well. With, and there's more people out there. Not just blue shirts. There's other people. And they keep asking me if I speak any Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. After that, I realized to just tell them I don't speak any. Mm-hmm. That way they can talk around. Because I, I can understand a little bit. But if they think I don't understand any of it, I can kind of gauge whether or not they're fucking mm-hmm. trying to pull one over on me. Like, yeah. hey, this guy doesn't fucking speak any Spanish. You know, don't don't worry about that because uh, like you could you hear them. Up, yeah. yeah, I could hear them trying to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. Anyways, at that point, I think not a hundred percent, but I think this guy in the blue shirt that I ended up getting to help me did work for the government mm-hmm. or like was part of the immigration office. And that was possibly his job. Yeah. Was to show me where to go to get my passport stamp, do the fucking, you know, the COVID shit. That place didn't have COVID shit, I don't think. Uh But get my passport stamp, get my vehicle import permit canceled. And, uh, but while I'm dealing with him and going to these different offices, leaving my bike just with a bunch of dudes that were all commenting on my bike, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm waiting outside an office next to a police guard, and then this guy on a bicycle pulls up. Who doesn't have a blue shirt on, mm-hmm. and he speaks really good English. These other guys like didn't yeah. speak really good English, but we were communicating. Yeah, this guy, he's the hustler. He's the guy that speaks English, and was like, you know, being the translator, really mm-hmm. just kind of sticking his foot in there to get a tip. Yeah, but he was being really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, hey, dude, if you're gonna help out, will you just go watch my fucking motorcycle? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, no problem. And then I'll help you get checked into El Salvador. So checking out of Guatemala probably took an hour and a half, two hours. No, probably took about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And the sun's going down. So I had found a place in El Salvador I wanted to get to. I had a place Rob told me to go to and then a place that was close to the border in case I couldn't make it to that next spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like an hour away. Oh, and then, so then we get done with Guatemala. Yeah. Now I'm going into El Salvador. Yeah. And they were not really easy to work with. Oh. But my guy was helping me. This yeah. guy. This yeah. random guy named Jesus or Jorge. Or, I think it was Jorge. Yeah. Anyways, he was being really helpful. He didn't ask for any money. And I'm like, sick, you know? Uh-huh. He wouldn't. He helped me get copies this time because once again, yeah, you I, don't, I, didn't, that shit. I yeah. didn't get like, I didn't go to the first copy machine and go, okay, I'm going to cross six borders. You didn't get extra copies, Dan? No. (laughs) And at this point, he's not getting me extra copies. He just got me the copies I needed. And he put it all, packaged it all up for me and got it ready to present to these people. And I'm like, sick, dude. Mm -hmm. So I get, now I'm done. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're going to enjoy El Salvador. You know, you're here just in time. There's a new government. It's, it's a real, it's, it's a lot safer. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Oh, people used to get shot all the fucking time in El Salvador. And I'm like, sweet. This is why I didn't look into this trip. You yeah. know? <laughs> I didn't want to know this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, well, what do I owe you? Yeah. And he was like, well, 
And I was like, oh, and and, and uh, I had given him a sticker. He had stickers all over his bike. And I was yeah. like, oh, I got a sticker for you. So yeah. I give him a Danger Dance Talk Shop sticker. I got like three of them. I took mm-hmm. three of them on this trip. I give him one. And then he asks about it. I tell him about it. He's like, oh, will you advertise for me? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you just helped me out a ton. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> whether you want me to or not, I'm going to tell him about Jorge at the border of fucking Guatemala and El Salvador. Yeah. Don't fuck with Jorge at the border of Guatemala and El Salvador. Just for the record, okay. even though if he has, he has a picture of me, uh huh, he was very helpful. Yes, and I gave him thirty dollars, and okay. he said, "I got people at the El Salvador, Honduras border. Mm-hmm. I'll have them help you out too." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Great, this mm-hmm. is awesome!" Like people told me not to deal with people like you, and this yeah. is. I'm by myself. Like, I got to play the game. Like, I need somebody to make sure my bike doesn't get fucked with or my yeah. bags, you know. So I'm thinking $30. Mm-hmm. This is, I'll pay $30 at every stop. Yeah. Uh-uh. So I get to El Salvador. I roll in. I stay at the place I found. Oh, riding through El Salvador at night? Yeah. No. No? Don't do it. So, okay, so I'm leaving the border crossing, and you got like... The traffic coming in to the border crossing. It's yeah. a two-lane road, and you got 18 wheelers just lined up with lights on. Yeah. And then and there's a shoulder, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the road kind of swerves. And this line is fucking 10 miles long of 18 wheelers waiting Fuck. to get in. Well, what they do is when they get tired of waiting in that line, they just, they just get over in your line. Oh, okay? So now I'm like, fuck. You know, and then, oh. No, don't get on the shoulder, Dan. The 18-wheeler is going to get on the shoulder, on your shoulder, and be going this way. So basically you have three rows of 18-wheelers. Yeah. Yeah. And then then they start passing each other on my shoulder, coming at me. Now they're passing each other in my lane. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then this guy, (laughs) he passes one 18-wheeler, but he can't get over onto the shoulder because there's somebody with a pedal cart. So now it's the pedal cart, 18-wheeler going the opposite direction of me, yeah. then me, and then the line of 18-wheelers. Just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is why I wanted to stop yeah. in Guatemala and cross the border in the morning. Yeah, during the day. Oh, man. Uh, so that was nerve-wracking. And then it opens up, it clears up, and yeah. now I'm like hauling ass. And then there'd be like a fucking donkey in a Just cart. random. No lights. Oh my god! In the road, and then there'd be yeah. like cars passing cars in my lane, just expecting me to go over onto the shoulder. That's like yeah, got stuff. On, like it's not like a yeah, it's not like, it's a like clean the shoulder. side of thirty. You yeah. know, it's like the side of a two lane road in El Salvador. Yeah, there's just stuff over there. Oh my god! So that was really nerve. When I finally got to this fucking hotel called uh, Kilo Cinco, uh-huh. Kilo Five. Kilo. Kilo, that sounds like a drug spot, I right? mean, yeah. I think it was. Essentially, yeah. I think it's exactly sure it what is. it was. <laughs> well, actually, I think that's the name of a surf break. Actually, I, I know. I found oh, out. Okay. There was a, a surf break called Kilo Cinco. Okay. And then this hotel's up the way. Yeah. But I stay there. It's got a fucking pool, a giant courtyard, bar, restaurant, hotel. I'm like, sick. Yeah. So I get food. They, they, I got shrimp. And they literally they deep fry the shrimp. They pull it out of the ocean and they deep fry it. Damn. With the head, the <gasps> shell, the fucking oh, everything. Le- everything. The whole fucking piece of shrimp. Yeah. Like the fucking shrimp I go to buy to fish with when I'm at the ocean. Uh-huh. That's what they deep fried and put on my plate. 
<laughs> and it was amazing. Like it was, yeah. It was amazing. Uh, but then, so that night, I'm like sick. I can park my bike in this giant fucking courtyard. Mm-hmm. No. What? The owner shows up. I, I clear this with the bartender lady at the outdoor restaurant, bar, yeah. pool area. She's like, yeah, no problem. Uh-huh. I unloaded. I put my shit in this motel room. And then she goes, oh, no, 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 you can't. The, or her, some owner comes out. Yeah. And she, but who, he, who she calls her master. She's like, no, the master says you can't park in here. And I'm like, oh, what? is there a better place to park? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, come on over here. And she takes me from my hotel room. And then it's right outside the door. And the door is like a, more like a, a vault door. Uh-huh. Like it's a. Like, there's no, like, it doesn't go down to the ground. Like, the, the floor, so it's like you a have to step door. over a, a, a one-foot hump. Oh. It's just like the fucking, yeah, so it's, it's like, like a, a huge freezer door or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, that opens up to yeah. this parking lot that's right next to the main fucking road. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, safe. Yeah, I need I mean, my bike to be safe. <laughs> and then she kind of gets this really worried look on her like she doesn't want to talk to her master about this. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't even care if they steal it at this point, you know, like after what I just did riding through night, I'm not going someplace else. Yeah. I don't want to go argue with a guy called master right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I just parked my bike out there and and it was there the next morning. Hope for the best, yeah. Fuck. Fuck yeah, it was there the next morning. I mean, I woke oh, up really right, early yeah. and went out there and peed <laughs> next to it, like marked my territory. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, that was weird. Just yeah. the, her relationship with her boss and the way she was talking about him, it just made yeah. me feel like, uh, you know, maybe she doesn't really want to be there. Yeah, like probably she's not. In a situation where it's like, yeah. No, no, no. My master says this. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like, don't There's make, no question. Don't. We're not going to go. So I I wanted to go talk. I'm going to lose a finger. I wanted to go talk to him and started to walk towards him and she ran and jumped in front of me. Yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, I don't want to like get her in trouble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe I misread the situation. I don't know. I just got the fuck out of there the next morning. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. And the next day, oh my gosh. So then I got off the main highway and rode along the beach in El Salvador. Like on cliffs above the ocean, in oh these giant fucking tunnels, uh-huh. and like just stands on the side of the road with fruit and fucking. I had coffee on this cliff overlooking where my buddy Browser told me to stay in Mazata. Uh-huh. I didn't even know it. I'm like, send him a picture of my breakfast spot. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, that's the spot. I'm like, oh shit, it this is. It was fucking sick, and. uh but it was so, then this is when I found out Terry, the guy I was going to see, told me that this was like the worst week ever because it's Easter Oh. and that's bigger than Christmas. Yeah. So they're all, everybody in Central America is going to the beach. Yeah. And I'm on. On that road. I'm on the fucking road. So the, but what is cool is there was people setting up shops. Yeah. What's crazy to me is that you can be on a, well, maybe it wasn't the speed limit wasn't 70. I'm doing, I'm going fast, but there could be like. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to sell a bag of chips right here. You know, like, yeah. just come up out of the just trees. Random. And, yeah. and they just set up shop. Like, maybe somebody will pull over, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously they do. I mean, people have a lot to, of yeah. But yeah, people were setting up shops everywhere, and the traffic just started getting thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. And I came to this place called Surf City, and that's when it got real crazy. 
uh, just with people. Oh, now it's real crazy, but not before. Well, just like yeah. it wasn't. I mean, I was riding on cliffs on roads by myself, yeah. like going in tunnels. Yeah. You know, it was pretty fucking epic. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, here's the holiday crowd. Yeah. Okay. So then I get back on uh, the main highway, and I, and once again, I was like, I thought I was going to cross that border and then make it to the border of Nicaragua mm-hmm. that day, or make it into Nicaragua. Because Rouser told me, don't fucking stay in Honduras. Yeah. He's like, just, he's like, I always make sure I get up in El Salvador with enough time to make it through both borders so that I can stay the night in Nicaragua. So I didn't make it as far as he normally does. So I'm kind of like trying to speed on through so I can make it through these borders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got somebody to help me in Honduras, right? Jorge called ahead. Yeah. Sure enough, I pull up there once again. Dudes are fucking chasing me down, showing me their blue shirt, whipping out ID cards. And uh-huh. and then this one guy goes, no, no, I'm Jorge. I'm the guy. You know, I'm the guy that other Jorge told you to. I'm like, okay, you're my guy. You know, like right now I'm sold. Like these guys. Yeah, they helped you before. And there was a lot of people at this one. Like mm-hmm. a lot more people than, you know, than I was comfortable just leaving my bike. So we go through all the shit. They need like uh, paperwork for COVID. Uh, I get checked. I get checked out of El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy. Now in Honduras, the fucking place was crazy. Tons of fucking people. Tons of motorcycles. Tons of cars in the building, out of the building. They're all trying to get into Honduras mm-hmm. at this point. And this was kind of like. Early in the morning, which I did kind of find that later in the evening is a better time to cross it because everybody's kind of smart and goes, let's do this first thing in the morning because yeah. it could take a while. Yeah. So this one was filled up. The air conditioning wasn't working. They, and there's a guy helping me with the blue shirt on. And then there's the other guy that mm-hmm. street clothes speaks good English. Kind of like yeah, coordinating same. what happened. So they need a copy of my fucking driver's license and passport once again. I'm like, all right, well, I don't have it here. Take take my passport, my driver's license, and my motorcycle title, the original document, along with my original registration. You gave it to them. Because you're Dude, like, yeah, these are the guys. These are yeah. the guys. Yeah, they're going to help. All right, okay, cool. We got that. Now you got to stand in this immigration line and get your passport stamp. And there's like... I'm the line starts at the door for me. Uh-huh. I can walk in the building. I'm in the line, and then it just zigzags back and forth. Uh-huh. And then there's two windows, probably 200 people. Yeah. No AC. Oh. I am fucking. They, they. they oh. At one point, they brought a lady out with a mop <laughs> to mop up behind me, because not only am I hot and sweaty. And yeah. I realize. I'm stuck in this line mm-hmm. and my motorcycle and my fucking title yeah. is just outside with, with these guys. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. I send him a text like, hey, man, I need you to bring me my title back in. Just yeah. like I got his WhatsApp. I'm like, hey, just just bring it to me because I'm freaking out. Yeah. So he comes in and he's like, here's the deal. On the other side of this building, there's another line to get your vehicle imported. Mm-hmm. He's like. You know, they need the original documents to give you, they need the original documents to look at and then they keep the copies. Yeah. So he's like, you know, this other guy with the blue shirt on, he's making that happen. Mm-hmm. He's waiting in line. He's doing that for you while you're in this line. Yeah. He needs those documents. 
he was convincing. I'm like, okay, you know. You're like, how about we switch? It, it didn't make me feel great, but no. it was like, I have to be there to get my passport stamp. You know, yeah. he, I don't have to be there for the car thing. Yeah. Or motorcycle thing. So we get, we get real fucking close, and then these people cut in line, and the fucking place erupts. People just start yelling. Because I'm not the only one in there freaking out, hot and sweaty. Like, exactly. This is, yeah, this is, people are frustrated. The tensions are high. Yeah. Well, when these people cut in line... I thought somebody like got shot. Like, I thought somebody was getting stabbed. Yeah. And then they and then and then I get to the front and they're like, "Don't let them do that." Like they were trying to get me to go keep these people from cutting. Yeah. It was like these three old ladies. Yeah. I'm like, I would have let every old lady go in front. I, yeah. I like I don't. Yeah. I felt bad that there was a lady ten people behind me. You yeah. know, like I'm not. I'm not the guy. Nope. I'll start over. Like I, I yeah. have to do this, but I'll get in the back of the line before I go and cut in front of these ladies right now. Yeah. So I get my shit stamped, and I now I'm walking back outside. Like, is it going to be there? Is my bike there? Fuck. You know. And it was. And everything's cool. And they're like, Yeah. Hey, they're working on the paperwork. You know, the pay, the importing thing takes time. They got to yeah. enter a bunch of shit in the computer. They're like, Just chill out right here. Here's a fucking cold water. I'm like, oh, this is, oh, man, I'm so glad you guys are helping me out. Like, this is sick. So now I'm chilling, smoking a cigarette, fucking giving some kids some stickers. And uh, mm-hmm. and then the guy, not the blue shirt guy, but the guy that speaks the English, it's a phone call. He's talking. He kind of gets excited. And then he goes, hey, would you have a driver's license? And I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 you, the, the guy has my driver's license. He's like, yeah. well, check all your pockets. Oh, son of a bitch. So I fucking, and I got pockets. It's, yeah. I, absolutely. I could have yeah. lost it. So I'm fucking emptying everything. I'm like, fuck, I don't have it. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I gave it to him with all the other shit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. All right. Well, and then he's like, we'll take care of it. I'm like. Now I start sweating again. Uh-huh. Now I'm like, what the fuck is Playing going a game. on here? So he calls back again. Have him double check. Will you double check all the stuff on your bike, your tool, you know, check everything. And I'm like, oh, no. So I check one more time. I double check myself. I check my shit on my bike. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. Okay, okay, we'll find it. She lost it. She must have lost it behind the counter. And I'm like, mm, all right. Now, now I'm like, now I'm in a situation because I don't mm-hmm. have my title, my passport, my yeah, driver's, your driver's license. license. And I go back. So now I'm like going in the building. Like now I want to go. Okay, okay. Oh, before that happened, where the window where he was getting my vehicle stuff done, yeah, there were stickers from people like who have motorcycle groups, you know, just motorcycle stickers from people traveling through yeah. Central America. So I go back in there with one of my Danger Dance stickers, stick it on there. I talk to the guy helping mm-hmm. me out. I see my paperwork. I see oh, my title. Yeah. I didn't see my license, but I wasn't looking for it. I just yeah, you just saw just saw stuff. it, and he was like, "Man, I'm taking care of it. You can." I'm like, "Well, I'm going to go hang out on my bike. You got this under control." Like, there was yeah. a lot of confidence that, even though I was doubting the situation, mm-hmm. I could tell that these they were fucking helping. Yeah. But now there's multiple people helping too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I go back out there. So now the third phone call, and I'm like, I'm not looking anymore. This motherfucker had, like, I gave him all my shit. Yeah. Okay? And, like, I don't have it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And so then I go to go back in the building, and now the line's gotten out of control. It's wrapped around the building. There's a fucking police guard with a fucking machine gun not letting anybody in unless you wait in that fucking line. Oh, my God. So I'm like, fuck. So I just go back over to my bike, you know? Like, yeah. Like what? You know, another fucking 10 minutes goes by. Blue shirt guy walks out, got all the paperwork, got everything, except for my driver's license. What? He's like, he got the vehicle imported permit. Yeah. But he's got, and he's got my title. He's got my passport, registration, everything, and the vehicle import paper, everything except for my driver's license. He claims that the lady behind the counter lost it. Uh-uh. So I'm like, oh, so I get, I just get it all. I yeah. get all the shit and I like fucking stick it in my, you know, on my yeah, person's where I've got places for it. And, uh, so now I'm like wondering what to do. I'm like, all right. So, and they're trying to tell me that the lady lost it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, if I have $200, will it show up? You know, like. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, and the guy just kind of laughs. He's like, no, man, we, we, you know, and at the same time, like if they were going to take something from me, my motorcycle and my fucking title. Yeah. would have been the thing. We're out of my possession for two hours probably. Yeah. So I don't think that they're trying to fuck me, Uh, but I'm starting to think maybe one of these guys like, you know, but no, they're like, no, I'm like, all right, so. Well, fuck, I need, you have to have, like, she had to have the original to get me the paperwork. Exactly. Like, they don't give it out with just copies. Yeah. So he's like, well, we got somebody at the fucking, the Nicaragua border that can help you get into Nicaragua. And I'm like. Oh, fuck. No. Uh -uh. No, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to go file a police report. You know, I'm like, what do you guys want? Mm -hmm. How much money for me to lose my license today? Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, well. You know, the fumigation, the this, the that, the this, the that, fucking 75 bucks, 25 bucks here, $100 plus a tip. And I'm like, you guys want $100 plus a tip for me to lose my driver's license? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and he shows me a receipt for all this shit, and it's like, okay, so they got people at the next border. I can't just, like, dick these dudes over. Right? Yeah, yeah. Can't just because be like, then they're going to fuck, fuck with you. you. Yeah. And then they call up their guy like, hey, there's a dude on a big black motorcycle with flames on it. Yeah. It says Harley Davidson. Yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> you know? He didn't pay us. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I can't tip you guys. I'm going to give you a $100 fucking bill. Mm-hmm. And if that's not okay, then that's not okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, at that point, I still believe... I mean, even now. Like, they were trying to help. Yeah. Now, they were trying to get paid. And sure... I could have done everything they did on my own. Yeah. But it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. Waiting in one line, then go wait in the other. Mm-hmm. Figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, leaving my bike outside without, any, you know, $100 at the end of the day, I was like, I can't tip you. You know, like, and that's a bit much. Yeah. I know what you guys are living off of down here. Uh-huh. So anyways, $100. Oh, no. But hey, I need... What am I going to do about this driver's license thing? So I called exactly. my buddy, Terry. Yeah. And Terry's like, go file a police report. Uh-huh. And at this point, we'd already gone to the police station. Like, I was like, hey, can we can the police help us go in this building and get this fucking thing? You know, yeah. like if it's in there, like the police can help. We go in the police building and they start talking, you know. I don't know what they're saying now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, dude, just see if he'll write me a police report saying that my license was lost, stolen, 
at this spot, you know, yeah. so I can, the next place I can be like, look. Yeah, I've police, got documentation, yeah. And the police goes, man, electricity's out. And I'm like, the lights are on, the air conditioning's running in this police building. And I'm like, what the fuck? oh, okay, all right. How much for right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step outside real quick. So I call up my buddy Terry. Yeah. And he's like, dude. Oh, they were like, you can go to the next police station and they can write you a police report. And I'm like, the next police station. So I call Which outside. Is further. Yeah, I call Terry. He's like, dude, go get the paperwork. You need as much, you know, if, the, if you don't have a driver's license, you need to get as much paperwork as possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Okay. Yeah. You know, so I go back in there and I'm like, where's this fucking police station at? Can you call them? Yeah. Well, I got a translator here and tell them. Yeah. And he acted like he made a phone call, but no. no. So I look it up. I'm like, now I'm talking to the police officer, like getting him out of the conversation. The guy yeah. that's helping. Yeah. You know, being so much help. Yeah. And, Quote uh, unquote. I'm like, that's it on the map. That's where I'm going. He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So I leave. I'm like, dude. Now I'm going, now I'm in Honduras, and there's like fucking maybe an hour and a half, two hours while the sun is going to be up. So you're, yeah, you're staying in Honduras. <laughs> and, you know, where Rob told me to go through, yeah. okay? And I got these guys, I'm not sure exactly what just happened, but mm. I don't have a driver's license anymore. And I'm yeah. in, Hon like, I'm now I'm in Central America without a fucking driver's license. Yeah. So, like, I'm not just... Filled with confidence yeah. about anything right now. And I got to go talk to more cops. These cops that I just got done dealing with were not friendly people. Mm -mm. So I'm not, I don't even like dealing with friendly cops. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just, I've had, as nice as cops are, I end up in jail a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to go do this in a third world country. But if Terry there says this are. is what I got to do, <laughs> Terry, like, Terry says go do it. So I leave, I leave this border station. Now, this is where it gets fucked up. It's about five miles down the road. Mm -hmm. I come around this bend, and I'm already like, you know. Sweating. Not just filled with, it's like a, like an anxiety attack, like a nightmare that uh -huh. I'm like living, like literally since I've been back, I've had them almost every night now. Really? Because, like just like the adrenaline? Well, like, like some weird border situation. Like I've been having yeah. these weird fucking dreams. Like. When I was working in Wyoming, drilling, I started drilling on this drilling rig. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I started having nightmares where I was drilling through churches or like throwing a pipe and killing somebody on the back of my drilling rig, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's like, the way Terry described Central America was like living through a nightmare. It's like a walking, talking, anxiety attack. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, that's where I'm at right now. And yeah. I'm going to a police station. Like, Fuck. Fuck. So I come around this turn and I see this mob of people. I haven't seen anybody for like five miles. Yeah. I see a mob of people with Halloween mask on, with full fucking like black clothes and sticks in their hands, and a what? truck pulling through this fucking group of people, and they're hitting the truck with sticks. Oh my God. Shoulder to shoulder, like 30 people. Like what the from like, fuck? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not going back where I came from. Yeah. So I just twist the throttle and go as fast as I fucking can right in the middle of them. Really? One dude trips and falls trying to get out of the way. Yeah. I get to this group, Audra. Uh-huh. Over here on my left, 
Barack Obama. Okay. Over here on my right, Donald Trump. Mask. What? Like, yeah. Are you serious? Sticks in their hands. And I'm like... What? How? And they, and they all kind of... I mean, there's no facial expressions. I'm just seeing Halloween masks. Yeah, exactly. But those are the two... Of these two American fucking... Alive presidents. Pre- not yeah, dead presidents. Yeah, live presidents. Live presidents with sticks in their hands in Honduras, where I just lost my driver's license, and I feel like I'm fucking not going to be able to get out of this fucking country. And I'm going to a police station. Yeah. As an American. <laughs> it was a, there was a lot. There was oh, a my lot. God. So I'm like not even sure how to process what just happened. Yeah. I come up to like a military checkpoint another like five miles down the way. They just wave me through. Like, like, like every checkpoint I've been to the whole trip. Yeah. They wave me through and like they're stoked to see me on my bike. Oh. Every fucking person with a gun has always been stoked. That's positive. But I'm like, just should I say that there's fucking... Like, no, how would no. I even say that? Just no. go, just go just through. Just don't even get involved. <laughs> so then I get to this town and I'm like, oh my God, what is this police station going to be like? Mm-hmm. And I fucking find it on my, and my map, my phone wasn't working at this point. Like the GPS wasn't doing me any good. <laughs> Luckily when I get to this town, it starts working again. So I'm able to find the police station. Yeah. And I pulled right up in the fucking courthouse of this fight, like dead center. And sure yeah. enough, the first guy that walks out, hand goes straight to his gun when he sees me. And I'm of like, course. You know, just give me a minute. I'm like trying to take my helmet off slowly. Yeah. He starts talking to me in Spanish. I'm like, dude, I, let me pull out my fucking passport. Pa- yeah. I pass. You know, I'm like yeah. Paper, trying yeah. to do this slowly. And I start talking to him about, you know, I just lost my driver's license. Yeah. I need a police taken. report. He's yeah. looking at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, a lady cop walks out. Cute lady cop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. She's smiling. I'm like, sick. Fucking, not 30 seconds later, there's like five police officers. Mm-hmm. And they're all just laughing and cutting up. And they're all like 20. It was like the Reno 911 of Honduras. No. I'm like, no wonder there's mass fucking people attacking yeah, others exactly. in the road. They don't care. You're the people that they... <laughs> So then another lady comes out. The only lady who's not in police clothes. She's like the boss, right? Yeah. No offense. She looks like she's got Down syndrome. Nice lady. but uh-huh. she's, And she's like... Kind of like on a power trip because she's the boss, but yeah. she's young. As, she's no, no, none of them are out of their 20s. Oh my okay? God. And then these girls just start giggling and laughing and looking at me. They're talking about how I can hear them talking about how I don't know any fucking Spanish. Yeah. And I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this new girl without the uniform goes, Hey, would you want to marry my friend so she can move to Texas? Of course. Oh and I'm like, God. How did you're like, how I just did, need a police report? Wait a second. <laughs> I just went from the crazy border to the fucking mass presidents to yeah. now the Reno 911 of Honduras. Yeah. So I'm like, now I'm like relieved. Yeah. So like, I'm like, okay, so. Yeah, no threat here. None. Yeah, we're good. None, like, put me in this jail. It would be, it would be entertaining. Like, yeah. So then we go in the back room, they make some uh, phone calls, we get a translation app. I tell them, finally tell them what's going on. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, no problem. So now they got a young, like 18 year old kid doing all the fucking computer work. Oh my God. And then these two girls are just trying to talk to me and laughing and Mm -hmm. like just loving that there's a Texan on his motorcycle at their police station, you know? (laughs) It was just such a change. (laughs) I went from that like a 
you know, that living nightmare to where yeah. now I'm like in Looney Tune land. Yeah. And these are the officials. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah. So I get my paperwork. Mm -hmm. It says, I assume it says, I can't read it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, hey, where, where can I stay tonight? Mm -hmm. And I'm asking the lady that they want me to marry. And she fucking calls up somebody on the phone. And I'm like, I, I, you know, not I'm a not, personal house. Yeah, like, I'm, like a hotel. I want to go to I want a <laughs> yeah. hotel, like yeah. about 20 minutes down the road. Yeah. I see there's a, you know. Mm -hmm. And she fucking gets the phone and hands it to me. And it's a guy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, hey, she just wants me to let you know that they were kidding about the marriage thing. Uh, and I'm like, cool. I, I could totally tell. Like, yeah. I, I get what's going on. I was asking her if there is a nice hotel with a safe place to park my bike in the next town. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay. And I hand the phone to her. And she just starts laughing. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> shows me a fucking town. Yeah. Doesn't tell me a hotel. Just shows you the area. So the sun's going down and I'm like, you know, fuck. Now, once again, anxiety kind of like creeping back up. I yeah. need to find a place to park my shit so I don't get attacked by presidents at night. Yeah. And I pull into this town and once again, I get reminded it is fucking holiday season. Mm -hmm. There's fucking people everywhere. I pull into the first hotel. There's like two cars there. and It's a drive-in, got a gate. It's like a, it'd be perfect. Yeah. And they're like, no, we don't have any rooms. They're booked. Mm -hmm. Fuck. And I'm like. Okay, this could be a situation. You know, like yeah. now I'm like, you know, fuck. So yeah. I go to the biggest fucking building, the biggest hotel, the nicest fucking place. Mm -hmm. And I go up in there. You got a room. They're like, how long are you staying? And I'm like, I just need one night. Mm -hmm. What time are you leaving in the morning? And I'm like, early? Yeah. We're going to need you gone by 8 o'clock. I'm like, now I'm like, wait a second. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get up way before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, no problem, no problem. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also thinking like, wait a second, what what's, am I getting myself into? Yeah, like what's going on so here? So you explain to me that there's a family that's booked a whole fucking hotel and they'll mm -hmm. be here in the morning. So you got to be Just the be fuck open. gone. So I'm yeah. Like, yeah, no, no problem. So once they shut that gate... And I had a hotel room, and there was a bar and a restaurant in this place. Yeah. I was just like, fucking give me all the tequila. <laughs> oh and I go upstairs. The restaurant's at the top of this place, like yeah. fourth story. Walk up all the stairs, and there's yeah. this old man there. Yeah. And we just sit down and talk. Nobody else is at the bar restaurant. Fucking serves me. He's got high-strength fucking soda water, tequila. Uh -huh. Makes me this, like, bowl of soup with a crab and a fish and plantains and I'm like oh, sweet God, this is amazing <laughs> that was a fucking rough day that holy morning. shit yeah so then you know I wake up leave there mm -hmm. and the next border is what Honduras oh Nicaragua Nicaragua mm -hmm. Nick okay the first guy at the El Salvador border the first Jorge $30 Jorge yeah he goes hey tonight when you Get to wherever you're going. Get online. You got to fill out paperwork for Nicaragua. Because mm -hmm. if you don't and you wait till you get to the border, it could take two days for them to process. You got to do some COVID shit online. It's like it's easy, but just yeah. do it. You, I, didn't, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Of course <laughs> not. <laughs> After that night ride, and yeah. you know they won't even let me store my bike, and I, you know, yeah, yeah. So it was hectic. So I didn't think about that 
till that fucking morning. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So I stop at a gas station. I try and get on the website, and I can't figure it out. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it, whatever. Go there. And the ride through Honduras was like, a, I don't know, it was like dead. Everything was just dead. Like really? Dead. Dead. Dead shit. Wow. All the way through Honduras. All the way through Nicaragua. Okay, before I get I get yeah, to the border of Nicaragua. Border, yeah. And uh, you need three vaccinations and a negative PCR test. Fuck. Oh, and the guys meet me. You know, once again, yeah, of, yeah, there's people yeah, there. The except for these guys aren't the guys that know the guys. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so I'm just acting like, no, no, fucking, I, I don't even want any of y'all's help. Yeah, I'm good. But there's no sign. Like, n- there is no signage. There's not anybody else there except for, like, like four dudes and then one dude who's got a stack. I mean, a fucking giant stack of Honduras cash, which I was told by the guys that lost my license. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a bunch of those dudes. Yeah. And they have fake dollars in there. And, they're, and uh, sure enough, all around that border crossing, there's people trying to exchange money with you. Yeah. But apparently they got fake Honduras money. Yeah. So there's a couple of those dudes just fucking counting money, trying to get me to buy it. And, yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden, one of those dudes hands me a phone. And sure enough, it's like somebody speaking English. Hey, I'm so-and-so from the last border. You know, this guy's going to help you out. And I'm like, uh, uh, I, and I need help. Yeah. I don't have a fucking... You got nothing. I, you know. All you have is a police report. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have the test, you know. Mm-mm. So I'm like, okay. He's like, first off, he needs $100 to get you ready to go into Nicaragua, and then they'll help you get checked out of Honduras. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Right now, like, I'll give him $100 when this is done. He's mm-hmm. like, no, he needs it right now to get the fucking paperwork. I'm like, okay. Give him $100, mm-hmm. and he wants to take my shit and get copies of it. And I'm like, nope. Like, I'll go with you. We can yeah. get copies. Like, now we're doing this the long way. You know, mm-hmm. the fucker's lost my license, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he's like, okay. So we do all that. We get checked out of Honduras. Now we're going in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we go past the no man's zone. It's like a bridge. There's like, dude, at one of these crossings, I saw somebody with a motorcycle on a boat crossing underneath the bridge. And you're like, why am I not on that shit? <laughs> well, I mean, why are they not on the bridge? <laughs> well, Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. <laughs> anyway, so we get so we get to the Nicaragua side. Mm-hmm. And there's like a fucking booth, like a big porta potty booth. First place you gotta stop. That's the COVID nurse. And we go in there and I got my guy with me, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't speak any English. And this lady just starts yelling at him. Like bickering at him. Like before we even get in the booth, she is like Uh-oh. and I'm like Fuck, she doesn't want any more bribes or, yeah. you know. Because yeah. he didn't go get me paperwork like I thought. I thought the $100 was so he could go get yeah, a card, the, the piece of paper saying I'm negative. Yeah. No, he didn't have none of that. We walk in this. He goes up in the booth. She starts yelling at him. He weighs me in there. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go in there. You yeah. Know? Like, he's like, no, she needs your passport. I'm like, okay. She takes my passport. And just sits down and just continues yelling at this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. and I, but I could hear him saying, he doesn't even know Spanish. Like, I can hear yeah. no sobbing. Like, whatever it is, I can tell that that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So she's yelling at him. And then all of a sudden, she just starts writing down a fucking grocery list. 
And she gives him the grocery list and then does the stuff to my passport and gives me that. So the bribe was, he's got to go buy her groceries. Yeah. So right as we walk out of the booth, some dude shows up on a motorcycle. He gives the grocery list to that guy. He tells that guy, go get these fucking groceries. Yeah, to get you moved through. So then we go, now now we got to go get the passport stamp, which was easy, and then the vehicle import permit. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, they're like, you don't have a fucking driver's license. And I'm showing the police report, and they just throw it on the ground. That doesn't mean anything in Nicaragua. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, and I look at my guy. He goes, it's a business. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I got to play ball at this point. I yeah. pick up my paperwork. I'm like, if you guys don't want that, you know, mm-hmm. stick in my pocket. And this was outside the building. Mm-hmm. Somebody walked out, and I'm showing them all my paperwork. And then another guy rolls up because he can help more. So now I got two guys that vaguely speak English. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're like, I pull out the $200. They're like, no, 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 no. And they fucking walk off. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Thought it was a business. Yeah. So then they come back. They, they look around the corner to make sure I'm not holding the money. Uh-huh. They come back. They're like, hey, there's a lot of people here. Uh, Stick it in some paper. Yeah. And, you know, give it to us that way. Yeah. So I do that. And he goes to the bathroom. He doesn't take that inside. He goes to the bathroom, I'm sure he fucking... To count or whatever. Or pulls out yeah. the money and then goes in there. Because they end up using the fucking police report. Mm-hmm. So I finally am just like over this shit. I'm like, you mm-hmm. guys are not... You guys are just trying to take my money. So I'm yeah. just... They're trying to keep me outside. I go inside to the window. I'm like, no. no. I see where my shit's at. Yeah. I'm right here. And uh, anyways, they're going over the police report. So I'm like, $200 was just... They're yeah. just fucking shaking me down. Exactly. So we get all, they get all that shit squared away. And then each time, once you get the permit, the f- official goes out to your bike, looks at your VIN number. So that guy comes outside and he's got all my paperwork, the originals and the copies in mm-hmm. my passport. And he starts looking at the bike, looks at the VIN number and he goes, open up the bags. And I open up my bags and he reaches in there and pulls out my fucking drone. Right out of the gate. Oh. And goes, Rona. Throws it back in my bike. Throws everything on the ground and says, you can't come into Nicaragua. <gasps> or he says, military. Uh, yeah, Drona. No, you can't come into Nicaragua. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He thinks you're a spy or something? So I look at the guy that's helping me out and he goes, it's a business. And I'm like, oh my God, just tell what? me how much motherfucking money y'all want. Dude. Yeah. So uh, another $200. Fuck. I don't have it. No. No, I have like 120 bucks, I think. Yeah. And I did not want to give him this. But now I'm like, I'm halfway clocked into Nicaragua. I'm clocked out of Honduras. Yeah. Like, you know. Okay, here, I, and I, I tell him I got $200, and I slide it in the paperwork and give it to him. Uh-huh. He goes in there. The guy comes back out and shows me a fucking piece of his phone, translate it. It says, we're going to let you slide with the drone. Just make sure you hide it when you come back through. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. So I go back inside. We get all the paperwork done. I get all my originals. I get all, you know, they keep the copies. Mm-hmm. Now I'm clocked into Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. That's when these two guys start getting aggressive. 
Well, I didn't give them $200. And they want a tip. What? Yeah. The guy on the phone originally, remember yeah. when it wasn't there? Yeah. They put him back on the phone. Yeah. He wants a tip. Uh-uh. He wants me to pay them the money that I hadn't paid him yet. And I'm like, hey, motherfucker, I have given these guys over $400. You know, yeah. whatever it was, like, 380 I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, they still need 180 or 120 and I need my tip. Give them my tip. And I'm like... What tip? Oh, my gosh. And uh. once again, they're like, these people got people at the other border, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just be like, even though I got all my paperwork... Now you're connected to this whole chain of yeah. fucking, like, They're like, scammers. let's go to the ATM. And I'm like, okay. And they jump on their little fucking Honda Tornado 250. Uh-huh. And I kept fucking with them. I'd, like, I'd go out in front real fast. Uh-huh. I'd slow down and they'd be like, you know, stay right there. I'm like, and now I'm like having this conversation. Like, do I just say fuck them? Yeah. Because obviously they can't keep up with me. No. But do they have fuckers at the other side, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, you know? I'm, I, you know, I told them I'd give them the money. I'm going to fucking give them the money. So mm-hmm. I pull over at a gas station or they take me to the gas station with the ATM. Yeah. I pull out just a little bit less than what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That's it. That's it. That's all I got. You know, like, if that's not okay, then what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I can fight. Like, I don't even mind doing that right yeah. now. And, and then all of a sudden, they got real happy. Oh, okay, no. Like, they went from being, like, real mean and mm-hmm. to, like, oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and I'm you, like, sons of bitches. What's going to happen I, next? Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Once again, I got another fucking border. Yeah. And Terry told me that Costa Rica is a tough one. Uh, I'm like, he said the Nicaragua borders are always easy for him. So I'm thinking, if, if the Nicaragua is <laughs> easy, and I got a hard one coming out. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah, I gave him a little bit of money, and I'd fucking take off through Nicaragua. And that's when fucking... All of a sudden, Oliver shows up in my helmet. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude, I got. I need to pull over and make some phone calls. But at this point, yeah. once again, everything's dead. Mm-hmm. There's dead cows. The trees are on, like, have been burnt. Yeah. The grass is burnt, whether it's dried or actually been burnt. It's like... Holy shit. Like a Like dead literally man's. dead. Yeah, yeah, everything's dead. And I was like... And, and this whole time, my bike kind of starts up funny sometimes. Uh-huh. Like... Which has kind of started to worry me. Yeah. So I'm like, I needed to make some phone calls. And Oliver make, Oliver called me, so I'm like, I should pull over. But I'm like, you know, I start treating like my chopper. I don't ever stop somewhere on my chopper. I'm not mm-hmm. okay with just being for a long time. Yeah. Because there's a chance the chopper might not start up. Well, now that's how I'm starting to fill out this pan America. Like, yeah. there's no place I want a chance just like. It just dying. Yeah. It not Fuck. starting back up. Mm-mm. So I just keep going, and it's fucking dead man's land. And then I get to this gas station, and it was like, and I'm from America. There was like a subway in there. What? It's like a brand new gas. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I need to fucking start looking at a place to stay, because that whole situation took a while. Yeah. And uh, I pull up the map, and I'm like, fuck, I'm right at the border of Costa Rica. Like, literally miles from it. So I'm yeah. like... Fuck it, I'm doing another one of these today. And I and I roll up there and there's nobody there. And they were so fucking cool. What? And I did everything on my own. 
get out of here. Checked out, clocked in. Uh-huh. And it was easy. I'm like, I could have been doing this the whole fucking time. <laughs> oh my God. They were all so willing to help. And they, under, yeah. you know, they questioned the fucking, the stolen license, but the police work. They're like, yeah. yeah. The guy with the vehicle import for Costa Rica, he was like, I'm going to honor this, but I can't guarantee that the police are going to yeah. not give you a ticket. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, Audra, I've been going fast. Like literally, you know, yeah. just like you would, you see me right here. Like, yeah. Faster than I can the speed imagine. Limit. I can imagine. Through like, I mean, the only time I slow down is like in cities, just out of respect. Just mm-hmm. like here. If I go through a neighborhood, yeah. I'm going to go the speed limit or less. Yeah. Just because I don't want to hit a fucking kid. Yeah. So like the whole trip, I've been blown by fucking military checkpoints. And since this was a vacation week, there was a lot of military checkpoints and police checkpoints. Like, uh-huh. I mean, they were pulling people over. Every single time I came up to one of them, just pointing them off to the side. Yeah. Never wants to. I mean, I, one time I didn't see these motherfuckers coming, and I like, I like doubled the speed bumps that they had laid out in the road in front of the fucking police, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, like they're, they're gonna fucking come for me now. Yeah. And I just look back and see one of them waving. I mean, it was just insane. Oh fuck! Like the treatment from the cops the whole time was amazing. Man. So Costa Rica. Sun's going down. Uh, my buddy is like four hours from me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to not make Like, I'm yeah. not. We're doing another night ride. No. And uh, just fucking rode. I finally got pulled over at a checkpoint. And the traffic was bad because I think the people were going to Costa Rica. Like, this is big, busy weekend. Yeah. And it was, at this point, it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. I left Oaxaca on Monday, Costa Rica on Friday. Or no. Costa Rica Thursday night because when I crossed the border to Costa Rica, it was as the sun was setting, and that's mm-hmm. when I left my house on Thursday to go to Austin the week before. So almost seven days exactly. Damn. My house to Costa Rica. I mean, that's really good time with all the borders, and yeah, with crossings all this shit. and. Fuck. But I, like I said, I wasn't going slow. Yeah. Uh, and I was riding almost sun up to sundown every day. Mm-hmm. But Costa Rica. Get pulled over, and it was hilarious. Because it was like, you know, there's like four or five cop cars and a cop bike. Mm-hmm. And they are they got a pinch point. They're making everybody slow down. And they're just pointing people off to, to pull over. Mm-hmm. And the guy pulls me over. And the guy that had the motorcycle, I can tell because he had his boots on, he comes up and makes fun of this guy for pulling over a Harley Davidson. You know? <laughs> and then we just start talking about my motorcycle. Yeah. And he just looked at my passport. Didn't look and... Anything. See if I had a driver's license or a vehicle import permit. You know, like all this bullshit that I've been doing at every the fucking whole... border crossing. I'm like... It didn't even need. <laughs> I want to show it to you. Yeah, dude. please You know what it, it took <laughs> for me to get here legally? I want to show you everything, man. I got oh, it. Oh, my God. And then, but I just bullshitted with the, the cop bike or mm-hmm. the bike cop. And, and they were like, get out of here. So I take off and finally I kind of get away from traffic. And my buddy told me that he was going to a secluded beach to camp for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And dude, the closer I got, the fucking road, you know, it went from pavement to dirt or gravel to dirt to like, it was getting close to a full moon. So then I'm on the tops of these mountains Holy and just see shit. other tops of mountains with the moon lighting up everything. I was like, oh my gosh. And it just keeps getting like less and less things. Uh-huh. And then, bam, I see this sign that says Tanga's Restaurant. And that's where he's at. And I fucking pull up onto the sand. 
He's camped under all these palm trees. Right in front of him, there's a palm tree just laid over flat Mm -hmm. and then growing straight up. It's like a table. I mean, whoa. It was so sick. And it, see it, I mean, I hadn't seen Terry in fucking years. Mm -hmm. Years. And then seeing him in Costa Rica. This is an outlaw chef. He's a world renowned cook, cooks on a chuck wagon, Uh cooked at the Four Sixes, been to. Guy Fury spot in New York. I mean, the dude is a fucking badass. Yeah. Now he's just in board shorts and a fucking t-shirt on the beach with his surfboards. So then we spent four days on Mm -hmm. the beach drinking all the mezcal I brought, eating acid under a full moon, surfing every day. Yeah. Terry fucking cooking every meal. Oh, my God. And, uh, And I talked to him the first night. Like, I was trying to, like, I want to do a podcast with him and, and you know, catch up. Because I know there's people that aren't sure why he's down there, if he's going to stay down there. And, yeah. And I want to know. But I also want some advice from him. Like, I got some serious questions that I don't want recorded. So yeah. I wasn't really sure how to, like, go about it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, the first night, you know, we're howling at the moon. You know? <laughs> like... We get, we go deep, you know, uh, yeah. we talk about, I'm like, you know, I tell him why I'm there. Cause I didn't tell him why I was coming. I'm just like, Hey Terry, I'm coming to see you. Yeah. And he was like, by yourself on a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I showed up like two weeks later. Yeah. So anyways, we get to talking. I tell him about my idea and I, you know, how much I love what he had going on. I'm like, you know, I know I fell in love with my wife at that time. So there was, it's like a loaded situation but you know you had something special there you know it i know it how did that happen yeah how can i create something like that yeah he tells me everything i need to know and then he goes you know the thing is is you just rode that harley davidson pan america down the pan america highway to costa rica probably nobody else has probably done that i'm like mate yeah i look it up on the map the fucking highway goes from Austin to Nuevo Laredo through Mexico City down to Oaxaca. Like, I literally rode it all the way to Costa Rica and had no idea. Holy he was shit. Like, the thing is, Dan, is it doesn't end here. It goes all the way to the bottom of South America. Now, I'm not saying you should get divorced, <laughs> but this is what you do, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, he's like, you got to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Fuck. And he tells me that the first night. Why it had never even really crossed my mind. Like, I got goosebumps now because it was like, shit. This huge realization. That is what I need to do. Fuck. So then I spent three days just like trying to figure out how I'm going to tell my wife that this is only the beginning. I didn't even tell her I was going to Costa Rica. Yeah. Told her that in Oaxaca. Oh my God. (laughs) When she thought I was coming home, I was like, no, I'm going to visit your old boss, Terry. I told her why, and she was like, you fucking asshole, you know? like, Yeah. You do need to go talk to him, but you, you we can't do this. So I'm like, so now I got to figure out how I'm like, you know. Going to express to her that this is like a major deal. Yeah, I, like and I need her support. Like I, yeah. one thing when I made it, when, when I left Oaxaca, I was like, all right, you know, I fucked up. Yeah. But I need you to be on my team because I'm fixing to do some shit that I'm nervous about. Yeah. So she was on board. But, you know, this is a this is a lot. This is a lot more. So I spent three days, like, trying to figure out, like, what, you know, how I'm going to make this happen. You know, first off, the time, the money, the support, you know, 
yeah. having a family when I get home. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to fly her down. Like, hey, come down here, hang out with me on the beach. And then I'll tell her on the beach and keep going, you know? Yeah. And uh, then my bike, we go to Lee. Oh, so the after the holiday weekend, we were going to do some video on the beach. I get some drone footage of me riding in the fucking water. I had to jump to jump over a palm tree. Mm-hmm. So then Monday morning, we get the fucking drone footage, and then we set up the jump over the palm tree, and the bike just doesn't start. <gasps> so I'm like, fuck. Fuck with it for hours. Uh-huh. Nothing. Fuck. So I had to get it towed. Found a place to store it. I'm like, fuck it. I guess I'm flying home. Mm-hmm. So I flew home. Told my wife what I was thinking. Yeah. She's on board. She is. Now I gather all I'm the parts. I'm not surprised. And we're going, now we're both going back on Monday. Ah. We're going to fly back. She's going to hang out for about five days. Yeah. I'm going to fix the motorcycle. And then. And you're going to get all your paperwork ahead of time. Nah. Uh, come on. I mean, yeah, maybe <laughs> if I see a coffee machine with it, like right now, I'm just like, get the motorcycle running. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next thing is to like get past the Darien Gap. It's yeah. like now that I've been looking at it, like that's the next big challenge is like to get to Columbia. Yeah. Because there's no road that goes no, through the gap. It's a ferry, right? You have to like. Well, there's not a running ferry anymore. Oh. There's a couple like pirates. There's a cargo company. You can put your bike on a plane. There's some options. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a cargo company seems like... I mean, that's the easy way to do it. Well, okay. All right. That's if you just want to, like, leave your bike somewhere and yeah. then get on a plane and fly without yeah. it. Like, sure would love to just, me and my bike, get on a boat. Yeah. This together. girl named Norley, she just came up. She's this fucking girl from Dutch. Where are Dutch people from? A Dutch, a duchess? Yeah. She just rode up from the South America on a little 250, a little blonde girl. What? Literally, like, with her bike on a fucking Tonga that's, like, 12 foot long. Yeah. This Damn. dude's, like, holding it up front. Oh, my God. Looks sketchy as fuck. She's the been ride, having all sorts of, of shit going on. Like, she just posted a video today, like, having to get escorted through Guatemala because of fucking bad people. Damn. She got kind of fucked off in El Salvador with some paperwork and, mm-hmm. you know. But she has like a crew of people with her? No, she's by herself. Completely. And she puts out, you need to follow this girl. Yeah. She puts what? out a video twice a week and they're really well done. She videos and edits everything. And it's Nora. Itchy Boots. Itchy Boots. The Itchy Boots Travel, I think, is her. Huh. Yeah, she's on the YouTube. Crazy. But yeah, she just came up. Mm hmm. Uh, I made my kids, I didn't make them, but me and my kids watched uh, A Long Way Up, mm-hmm. which is where Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. They came yeah. up on the electric bikes. Yep. They fucking like put them on a plane, put them on a boat, put yeah. them on this, put them on that. And the shit that they went through looks sketchy. I'm like, fuck, if the movie stars have got to do it like that, like, yeah. what am I getting myself into? Yeah. You know, did you see that? No, I haven't watched it yet. Uh-uh. When they get to Mexico? Yeah. Spoiler alert, uh-huh. they just buy a bus and stick the bikes in the bus to drive through Mexico because it is that fucking sketchy. Yeah. You know? Well, they also got, got like a team of people. nice bikes, yeah. Well, it's not even the nice bike. I think it's him. That's fucking well, Luke yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. You know, if the wrong person takes a selfie with him mm-hmm. and then their cousin sees it, he's yeah. like, hey guys, we need to kidnap I this got guy. an idea. Yeah. This motherfucker's coming through Choppas. Yeah. Uh, Which is, yeah. 
Yeah, it seems kind of. Yeah, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, and mo- and people have been like, "Well, why isn't Harley sponsoring you?" And I'm like, "Harley can't be attached to what I'm fixing, what I've done already." You know, mm-hmm. like they need kidnapping insurance and like yeah, to be liable for somebody going through these places. You couldn't do that. You wouldn't want to do that. Not mm-hmm. with a yeah, be fucked. But you would think that there would be somebody or a company out there that would want to sponsor or like give support. No, there is. There is. There's a dealership in Idaho Falls. Okay. Those guys, Grand Teton Harley Davidson, they sent oh. me a care package of parts, nice. the specialty tools to fix it. They ran all my codes, sent me tires. I mean, oh, fuck yeah. Everything I could possibly need. And they're just sitting on G waiting on O in case I need. Yeah. And then Perfect. actually the people I've been dealing with at Harley, this mm-hmm. girl, uh, Taylor, she uh, is fucking going on vacation seven miles from where my bikes broke down. <laughs> and so she yeah. is getting parts from oh, Harley and bringing them to fucking oh. Costa Rica as well. Fuck yeah. I know, right? Perfect. I know. What are the odds? Right. I don't know. She couldn't believe it. She was like, yeah. that's fucking seven miles from where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I need this, 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 and this. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And I think yeah. she just confirmed yesterday that... She got it all. Mm-hmm. Man. So she's flying down with some parts. I'm flying down with some parts. And I'm going to go all the way. Fuck. Are you... So you're going to try and do this all in one stretch? I don't imagine no, so. You're no, going to no. break it up. Yeah. Where the next think... stretch is trying to get to Medellin. Okay. And then come back for Tennessee. Leave the bike at the dealership. Yeah. Medellin. My buddy was in there <clears throat> like a month ago. Uh-huh. And the dude's super rad. He's got a collection of motorcycles. So I figure I'm going to have to talk yeah. to him. But I figure if I show up on a Pan American from Texas, yeah. he'll He's... be like, park it here. Yeah. Fingers and, crossed. Yeah. I mean, I would think that they would be stoked and want to be like, yeah. help out as much as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of that goal. And then after that, well, I'm going to get there first. And then figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a couple yeah. things to do when I come back for Tennessee. And then hopefully go back and... So what is the technical end point? Do you know, like, for the... Well, I'm going to go until the road ends. I mean, so the yeah, Pan America Highway yeah, how long does that isn't highway go? really official. Yeah. Like, um, the, the it was conceived a long time ago, like in the fucking 30s or 20s or something. Mm-hmm. Mexico was the first country to, like, complete their stretch. Yeah. From one side of the country to the other. From Nuevo Laredo to Chiapas. And uh, they actually finished it in, like, 47... And then they had started having road races on it for like the next four years, uh-huh. and then quit because people just died every year. They're like, yeah, maybe. So when Mexico pulls the plug because people are dying, I just I want to look more into that race. Yeah. Uh, but the road, of, I mean, semi officially goes down to Chile and stops in like, uh, oh, there's a Chile. Maybe it's Santiago. Is Chile Chile's on the left side or is that? I don't know. Yeah, Chile's on the left. Yeah, Chile's on. I think. Yeah. It, Unofficially, it stops there. Then you, but I'm going to go all the way to Ushuaia, Terra del Fuego, like till the road stops. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I mean, why would I stop? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. And the if I'm going to go to South America, and I'm I don't want to do it like I just did Central America. 
now that I know that this is the mission, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm not going to ride by Machu Picchu and just not yeah. go. And stop and look at everything. Yeah. So I did look up like the five most dangerous roads in South America because... To avoid or to make sure you ride them? make sure that I can go. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> to avoid. Uh, uh, surely no, no, not. No. They're all but one of them is like along the path. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got some sweet roads picked out. Uh, you know, and then fucking probably keep doing my tour dealerships, you know? Oh, well, yeah. If there's Harley dealer Davidson dealerships, I'm going to go in there and yeah. like say, look, hopefully it's not to fix it. Hopefully it's to be like, Hey, check, check it, it out. out. I just rode from Texas, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what I found? I used to, I mean, I like to do that with motorcycle shops and period when mm-hmm. I'm traveling and I have time. If I see one, stop and just say what's up. Yeah. But down there, there's a lot of motorcycle shops and they're all like fucking, you know, dirt bike, you know, they don't really give a fuck about big motorcycles, you know? They yeah. Just, I mean, some of them do. If you see a Harley, it's like seeing a chopper. In yeah. America, and you're yeah. on a chopper, you're like, oh, I got to know who that guy is or where he's going. Yeah. When you see a Harley down there, it's like... Small world. Fucking... Yeah. We got something in common. Maybe that person knows English. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. It's pretty wild. But uh, you should definitely be paying attention, and I will help mm-hmm. out for the next Mezcal Moto Rally, because... I mean, I for it sure want to do it. Really well done. Yeah. And and it being their first go at that, mm-hmm. I mean, I was fucking impressed. I mean, it was. You know, the hardest yeah. thing is like finding. You know, he was like, at some point, I'd like to have fifty people. I'm like, you know, if, if you can facilitate it, fifty people will come. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing is just finding places. Yeah, each night for fifty people. You know, to... and then being liable. You know, uh-huh. that many people. I think they're just trying to. Uh, you know, I don't know. Are they I, gonna Are they gonna up it for next year? Like to have twenty people and like slowly. I think they're working on it? places right now. So they did a documentary film mm-hmm. during the whole thing. Yeah. And I was supposed to. I was actually supposed to meet up with them on my way back through Mexico, so mm-hmm. we could sit down and uh, like narrate the whole thing. But now you're going all the way down. Yeah, to, they're like, so when are you gonna of- get done with this? I'm like, I don't know. Here, like in a month. But they're gonna put out a sweet video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of work filming it, and uh, I didn't help out much at all. But th- that'll be cool. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely want to raise the numbers up. I think he's just trying to find places to facilitate it, yeah. and uh, you know, help get some backing because it was cheap. You know, it was yeah. like I don't know. I think it was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, cover three well, nights that, of hotels yeah, with food and thing. drinks. When Rob told me, like, the cost, I was just like, yes, 100% off my I mean, the fucking hotel the second night alone was like, yeah. you'd pay 250 bucks for that easy. Yeah. Easy, and it was so fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, and, and then just not having to worry about that shit. Like, just knowing that yeah. at the end of the day, you got a place exactly. that somebody's scoped out. It has safe parking, mm-hmm. and you can lay your head down and, and, not- and rest without mm-hmm. worrying. That's worth a lot of money to me. Yeah. Uh, well, especially now with your experience, I imagine. Yeah. Well, here's m- really what my experience is, is there is so many beautiful things to see in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Crossing into Guatemala and going through Central America. The, you know, there's a lot of other things you could do. There's no need yeah. to do that. You know, yeah. like you got the fucking Sierra Madres. You got Oaxaca. 
Mm-hmm. You got the Devil's Backbone, the Baja, yeah, San Miguel de Allende. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that yeah, there's a lot of stuff to see in Mexico. Yeah, I thought you'd been through Mexico a little bit more. No, just Juarez. No, just Juarez. Yeah, that's where they came up in the long way up. It's funny they put their bikes on the bus, mm-hmm. and they drive up there, and then unload their bikes to ride through the border. Oh man! I didn't know. No, my wife was giving them trouble. And I'm like, no, it's really a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got a support team with you, and you're famous, if you're when you're Luke Skywalker, yeah, exactly. You know, <clears throat> and there's shit that just happens. You can come up on. You know, I don't want to scare anybody from going to Mexico, but they're you know. But you should be aware. You should be aware that. Yeah. Yeah, Kiwi Mike, <clears throat> he did uh, Copper Canyon, this place me and Kickstart Mike went to. Mm-hmm. He did it on his old Indian and rolled up on a shootout after it happened with cars on fire and bodies just sprawled out dead Holy on the fuck. road. You know, it's like... Yeah. That could happen mm-hmm. at any point. But Amanda, <clears throat> the one of the girls, she's still in Mexico right now. She's been... Oh, Traveling through Mexico by herself since the race was over. Really? A lot of them took their time. Like coming back? Really exploring. Some of them jetted back. Mm-hmm. I think the last two, George and Amanda, are crossing the border today. Damn. Back into Texas. And they went out and saw some shit. Yeah. There's fucking so much to see. But that gives me like hope, you know, especially just like a chick by herself out there. Oh, yeah. You know? Because it, I mean, for me, it's intimidating, you know? Like, traveling cross-country, like, here in the States, I could care less. Like, yeah. it's not intimidating. But going to a different country, yeah. Well, I think you're just taking chances. You yeah. know, it's like, you could stay down there for months, yeah. just meandering around. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a chance that you just meander into something. Yeah. You know, and even listening to the locals, sometimes that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, not that they give you bad information, but... They're scared too. Yeah. You know, like they they listen to the media. You know, like there's a there's a they yeah. the fear. Yeah. Like they're not they're not as free as us. Uh-huh. You know, they uh they listen. So when they're mm-hmm. told that there's fucking cartel action over here, there was not that there isn't, but I mean Yeah, they're just they're staying up. They yeah. told me to do lots of things that I just didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Me and Mike wouldn't have had the same trip if I'd listened to everything that the local said. But we also might not have made it. But those are your chances. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. It's like when you go to Mexico, it's, uh, God is fucking beautiful. But yeah. You know what I'd like to, what I really had planned on doing, I wanted to do this trip that mm-hmm. I'm on right now. Uh, but after going to Nepal, and doing the motorcycle Sherpa thing. Another thing I want to do. Just having, it just makes more sense. Mm-hmm. To, it's a more efficient use of time to like pay somebody some extra money mm-hmm. that has places, that knows the terrain, has the logistics figured out, has the motorcycles figured out. Yeah. And if something happens that, you know, you've got the support system. Yeah. So that's kind of the way I wanted to travel in South America. It's just like there's... There's sweet tour companies in Brazil and Ecuador mm-hmm. and Colombia. My friends have been going down to Colombia quite a bit and just renting bikes. And they have like self-guided tours, you know, the GPS, sitting yeah. on the handlebars, go to these places. 
Yeah. And they fucking love it. Uh, that seems like a, I mean, that's a, that's a cool way to do it. I mean, obviously you're not on your own motorcycle. Yeah, but, but it's a, a motorcycle it's a more, that they're trust. It's a more effective yeah. way. Like if yeah. you're going to, like Nepal, you got to spend 24 hours on a plane. Mm-hmm. Doing that and then not having to like worry, being yeah. able to take in all the other shit. Without having to worry about the bikes or the hotels or the food or anything. Yeah. And just like every time Enjoying. we get off the bikes, just just soak it all up. I mean, I didn't know. I'd never done anything like that before then. Mm-hmm. And it just changed my mind. I'm like, oh, okay. This is it's just more productive, it seems like. Yeah. You know, make, I made it through Central America, but it seemed pretty close. Like, you know, it seemed like there was multiple times where... When I was in Nepal, my anxiety level never, never once got you anywhere fucking close to what it did when the fucking presidents showed up on the highway of Honduras. I, that is so fucking wild to me. That it's like that mentality or that, I don't know, has just traveled down there. And they're even... I think that was just those masks were in the boxes of masks they got. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. They were just... They were trying to get people to stop. Yeah. So that they could take whatever the fuck they had. Exactly. It's so weird. But that mentality, I think, is there. It's yeah. been there. It's not like... It didn't come from here and go down Well, there no. And, but, know. like, they're just utilizing, like, this... These faces. Well, I think it was just mask. You think so? Oh, yeah. No, I think it was just a coincidence. It's kind of like when you go down there and you see somebody wearing a fucking Super Bowl shirt. Okay. They're not wearing yeah. the Super Bowl shirt because, because they're they know stoked the, the Cowboys Bowl. won. Yeah. It's because it's a shirt. Yeah. I got Those you. masks, mm-hmm. I just happened to recognize, you know, those are the masks the Spencers didn't sell last year. You know? I got you. Or they were on that truck that went off the on-ramp. Oh, yeah. And the breakaway. And, and, and those then, bikes were going up and getting all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. how they got those masks. Yeah. Those are just the two that stuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably a Jason mask and a Freddy mask. But those the two were, that, like, look me in the fucking eyes was yeah. Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, what's cool is they didn't swing their sticks at me. Yeah. You know, they didn't, like... And they were hitting the truck when it pulled through. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like the police where it didn't seem like the police were trying to stop anybody uh, like um, like me or like, you know, they were pulling over. Stuff, yeah. I think they were looking for smaller things, mm-hmm. like literally policing the, the people that were going on vacation. Like, hey, make sure. Well, you, that, it was a holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah. So they're like out there making yeah. sure there's not drunk drivers. Yeah. Or Whatever's on their level. You know, like yeah. they're not trying to yeah. make sure I've got my paperwork. Exactly. They're not shaking down Mm-mm. world travelers. Yeah. We're in other times of the year when they don't have the the holiday crowd to hustle. Mm-hmm. They might have been like, see what this guy's so got. So maybe it was the best time for you I mean, to travel. A, yeah, I mean, it might have been. <laughs> it really, I don't, you know. Yeah. Pretty wild. You mentioning that Columbia... Like gig and just going down for those guided tours, that seems really attractive. Yeah, they said that it's really cheap right now. They've been flying really? into Medellin uh-huh. and renting bikes for next to nothing. The hotels are cheap. My buddy took his whole family. He went down there a couple times by himself. Yeah. And then took his wife and kids with him next. And 
He yeah. said they feel fucking safe. It's a super nice. He said it's not like Mexico at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, it's cheap. Nice hotels. Nice dinners. Take the family out to a nice dinner for less than 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty good for a family of four or five. Yeah. And they said the riding's sick down. I can't wait. Oh, I can't imagine. Get on a bike down there. I'm trying to get them to fly down and meet me. You know, rent one of those Honda Tornados. And, and roll with me for a little bit. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna leave on Monday, and then, man. So how long is that next stretch? You think like a whole week? Well, I gotta get the bike working first. Well, true. Yeah. So Touché. I don't know. Yeah. You could be gone like two months. <laughs> no, no, no. I I want to be back for Tennessee. I made some commitments oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean. The, the hard part is the Darien Gap. It's like mm-hmm. the easy bet would be to just line up one of the well, the container companies. Here's the other thing: is even if I go down there and get the container company to ship my bike for me and then fly over there, mm-hmm. I have to be there when the bike shows up in the cargo ship, and they don't have any at this point. Leaving in a time that, Corey. I mean, it may end up be that I just leave my bike in Panama at my buddy Rob's house, and then come back when I've got more time. Yeah. I guess the main goal of this trip is to get the bike running. Yeah. So Rob works at Biltwell, and they're getting six bikes to ride to Alaska. Oh, really? And he hasn't even seen any of it. He hasn't even put his hands on a Panamerica. So it would probably benefit him greatly for me to drop my bike off and leave it at his house for him to like. Wait, they're going to Alaska? Yeah. So are they going up through Canada, or are they taking the ferry around? I don't know. Because Oliver and I wanted to do that, but Oliver can't go into Canada, so mm. we're going to take the ferry mm-hmm. to go up to Alaska. Yeah, I don't know. I think they are taking the ferry, actually. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a whipping to go through Canada. Really? There's a lot of restrictions. But I can't imagine it's any worse. <laughs> I mean, they won't let me into <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Uh, the so bribes like, I had to pay in Canada are like, yeah, you know, you have to pay legal ones to ex- a lawyer. To exactly. Like, to finagle that. I can't just show up at the border with a $100 bill. No. Yeah. Oliver's not allowed I mean, in there either. I mean, maybe I could. I doubt it. They're, they're not. Yeah. They're not really bribable. Yeah. You don't think so? I mean, you could try. So I was at the DMV <laughs> the other day, you know, getting my driver's license. Yeah. And I don't have a motorcycle endorsement. Mm-hmm. So I'm like asking her if she can put it on there. I'm like, hey, I just fucking rode to Central America. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but maybe you can. Yeah. Maybe that's good out. enough for a motorcycle endorsement. Yeah. But the whole time I'm thinking like, a 20? A hundred? Yeah. What's that slider? Yeah. Could this work I'll stick it in the paperwork and just, slide just it over there. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't do it. But it's just funny. Like, it's just a totally, you know, different way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, I mean, you know, in America, the bribes happen, but they're like at a bigger level. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, hey, we'll give you this contract to do mm-hmm. this fucking work for the government as long as we get this yeah. out of that deal or, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. It's just, it's not as obvious and it's not as quick. At least not that I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, I've never bribed at American levels. Mm-mm. Just at Nicaragua levels. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that's the that's what Mezcal Motor Rally turned into was Damn. a trip to the bottom of the planet where the dolphins turned to penguins. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I'm, well, I'm, let's, let's I mean, do I'm it. stoked I for you. Do it first. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be the time of year to do it. I think, right? I don't think so. No, the weather. I mean, I don't. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's opposite of You're us. You're so by the seat of your pants. I mean, Sierra del Fuego is just as far south of the equator as Alaska is north of the equator. Yeah. And I haven't made it to the equator yet. Yeah. So it's fucking way down there. Yeah. It's like where you can look at Antarctica. Where there's, I think they have penguins in South America. I don't actually know, but I, would, I mean, if it's that fucking far, maybe. Oh, man. Now I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's a yeah. long... And I haven't really found any real official route. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different routes. Well, there's kind of like in the book. I just ordered a book as to why they built it. You know, what was the history of yeah. the longest line on the map. And it's mainly just to connect the two Americas. Yeah. To, you know, to be more effective and efficient against trading against Europe back in like the 1800s. Yeah. When they were doing everything by ship. Uh, but now, so like Colombia, they want to build a road through the Darien Gap. Panama saying, if you do that, we're not building, you know, mm-hmm. they're not building it. They don't want to connect the, the you know, they really? don't want to make it any easier. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think we pretty much control Panama. Like we're, we've got some yeah, dominance got there probably. Yeah. And we don't want South America to just Rolling have a road. In. Yeah. You know, we're already dealing with people that are escaping, you know, Honduras and El Salvador. Oh, speaking of El Salvador. Mm -hmm. So in Guatemala, I meet my buddy Che and Terry. Che or uh, Juan Diego has a surf shop. Terry's a chef buddy and Trace. Anyways, they've been dealing with El Salvador a lot because they're trying to grow their surf industry and tourism. Nice. Juan Diego has a surfboard manufacturing company. Wow. Super rad dude. Saw him. And his wife and his two kids all surfing the same wave. Like a six and a seven-year-old kid. I was like, damn. But anyways, what they were telling about El Salvador, like eight days, seven, eight days before I got there, they had just shut the country down, like put everybody in lockdown. Because there's the new government in charge that the guy was telling me about that just made it safe. Yeah, to swap Pissed off the fucking, the gang, the MS-13, so they went around the country and just started shooting people and killing Holy them on the shit. street. So the government shut the country down yeah, and sent in their thugs to arrest anybody that had a 13 tattoo. Luckily, oh, fuck. Luckily, Oliver wasn't rolling through there, huh? Or, yeah. Anybody no that shit. knows this place. But yeah, they were oh. just arresting them and making them disappear. And then I show up seven days later. Fuck. That's yeah. what was happening? Yeah. Oh. So... Yeah, timing was pretty good. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, the, apparently, yeah, the new government and the gangs, mm-hmm. you know, it's a fucking, it's the wild central down there. Fuck. I say stick in Mexico. Stick to Mexico. It's plenty good. Yeah, that and like, you bring that up and that's not, it's a very good point. Just for like how much... I have and making sure of being covered and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very good point. I mean, 
I never thought about that shit. Yeah. And, you know, that was the way they were explaining it to me. But I imagine so. If the fucking, if the government's yeah. after them and yeah, that's a gang-related tattoo, then... Exactly. You hmm. wouldn't want to be in El Salvador when they're rounding those motherfuckers up. Nope. And El Salvador is fucking cool. Except for the the dead zone. You know, mm-hmm. the... Was it? No, the dead zone was Nicaragua and Honduras. Yeah, El where Salvador, everything was burnt. Yeah. Salvador was sweet. It yeah. was real sweet. I can see how... And even when I came into that city, the surf city I was telling you about, yeah, that's the one. Like they're going up on the fifth the next month. We like I got to get down there and get my bike situated before they leave town on the fifth because they're going to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. The government's flying them to El Salvador to like be a part of a surf competition. Nice and get their input on creating a surf industry, okay. which is pretty rad because that place is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful, but when I went through there, it was just like. The holidays. Yeah. The Easter crowd. Yeah. Fucking people selling chips on the side of the road. Like, what? <laughs> uh, oh, but I got a lot to do still before yeah. I leave. We just we just recorded for three hours. We did? Yeah. That was three hours? 2.57. Holy shit. Audrey, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anybody do anything to help with, uh, you know, your, what was it, the coyote calling? Yeah, coyote call. I got it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Have you released that? If you like, we did. Uh, we just started a promotion for it about a, a, maybe it's been a month, uh, but the tickets don't go on sale until Monday. Where do they go buy those at? Um, they're all going to be online. So we do have a website, and I'm working out the bugs right now on the website so that we can start having the tickets be released. What's the website? Uh, it's coyotecallcampout.com. Coyotecallcampout.com, and that is July. 15th. 15th at Yellow Rose Canyon? Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Audrey. Yeah, thank you, man. Sweet. Dude. Dude. Oh, my gosh. The surfers are showing up. The sun's out. The waves are coming in. And the ladies are getting it. Oh, dude, all my boys, they fucking went on a big surf trip this morning. They fucking left at like 4 they're driving to like an hour away and then they're taking an hour and a half boat ride over to this fucking infamous rock. Witch's Rock, dude. That might be too much information. I'm not sure on, you know, I'm still learning the surfer thing. Like, what do you say? What do you not say? I don't know. What I do know, catching those waves yesterday was like, all I needed was another fucking expensive ass habit. Now I'm just like, all right. As soon as my wife leaves, I'm going to go to this other spot called the House of Somos down in another fucking surf break south of here. This guy named Forrest Minchinton and his dad have a board shaping place, a hotel, restaurant right there at the break. Oh, man, it's going to be fucking sick, dude. So I told you guys I met a guy on the plane uh, who, like, does... Maybe I didn't. I met a guy on the plane back, and he does... Um, like surf trip, guided surf trips all over the world. Super rad dude. And uh, he told me about the House of Somos in Forest Minchinton. And sure enough, that motherfucker was a wingnut from Endless Summer, the Bruce Brown fucking surfing documentary. Uh, and we talked about Bruce Brown and on any Sunday, and he didn't mention who he was. I fucking, I didn't know until I talked to my boys here, and they're like, Dude, that guy's a fucking legend. 
Like, shit. Well, I fucking rode the plane with him, dude. It's pretty cool. Uh, super nice guy. And, uh, dude, I'm like already talking, looking at my bike, trying to figure out how I strap a surfboard to it. Not going to happen. No need for that. Uh, just find surfboards when I find a place to surf. There's always got to be surfboards, right, when you find a place. So that's, that's turning into something. I'm going to try and ignore it a little bit longer, though. So you guys have a wonderful fucking day. Uh, the next podcast is uh, with my buddy Jeremiah Smith from Birmingham. Uh, he popped into the Metroplex on my way out of town. We got to sit down. So you're going to be stoked. I am. Peace. Peace.